Hey everyone, welcome to Coffee Time, uh, the fourth. I have no idea which episode this is, but I've got Brad Wodo joining me for a coffee. Brad, how's your coffee? You actually have the one. Fourth. It's the fourth coffee. I have an actual coffee in my hands. Don't tell G Fuel. I have stale coffee, I think. I'm not going to drink that. No, I refuse. Yeah. I refuse. I don't, I don't drink, drink cold too coffee. Much coffee. Do I don't drink actually? too much at all anymore. I used to drink it a lot. Yeah. I used to work with a dude. I worked in a print room, right? And this dude would make just endless coffees, right? And he would just line them up. Um, he would just make one even when he didn't need one. And then he'd line them up, but he would always drink them. Even if he came in the next day, he would pick up yesterday's coffee and wow. finish it oh. in the morning. Yeah. Oh, God, it dude, was that's, crazy. That's so gross because, like, if, if you take milk in it, like, it would, like, yeah, curdle over. Was, oh, fuck, man. It was insane that's fucking gross extremely overweight you know he all the cream no i think it's just that there's there was no limit to (laughs) like he wouldn't waste anything he would just oh okay i get i get he would he would be like well i will still drink that there's no like i have an inhibitor in my brain that goes that's been sitting there all night you don't know what happened to that yep that's gross now and cold and ruined. It's ruined. But he's he like, I don't want to waste time. it. Yeah, I think that's what it was. He would just, oh. he would just everything. He would eat. If if I ate lunch and fin- didn't finish mine, he would eat it. Really? He'd eat my the the remains of my lunch. Yeah, the leftovers and stuff. I mean, it's like a dog. Okay. Damn. Yeah. I don't fucking crazy. I don't know if that's like a good or a bad thing. Like a. At first, like, I thought you were just going to be like, this guy drank so much coffee. And I was like, yeah, I used to drink a fuck ton. I used to drink like six coffee, or coffees, coffees a day, like maybe yeah. eight. So I thought that yeah, was I it. Think I, used to, I, won't. I mean, I would smash back like two Red Bulls, have a yeah, coffee. Same. Just up, and then, yeah, whatever. I mean, now I, now I do, I, I will have usually a G Fuel or a coffee in the morning, um, depending, usually depending on whether I eat breakfast, which is very rare. Yeah. Very rarely eat breakfast. Me too. Me too. I'm but trying to work on eat, that constantly, man. You want to or don't want to? I want to eat breakfast mm. because anxiety. It's the. It's like based off of gut bacteria, apparently. Yeah. So I have to a like of, eat a, a yogurt. Lot of stuff is yeah. yeah it's, it's all that science is crazy, but it's fucking um, weird. the if I eat breakfast, it's usually something like just some cereal, something easy. Yeah. yeah. And then I don't like to mix like a milk-based food with like a water-based okay. fuel type thing. Whereas a, for some reason, a coffee, I'm like, that blends well. Yeah, because it's just milk. So it's all going coffee. down. If I'm having some shreddies, I'll have some coffee with it. Mm-hmm. If I don't, I'll, I'll, I'll go straight in on the G Do you guys fuel. have shreddies over there? Yeah. Fuck yes, dude. Shreddies are, I don't know, it's like the weirdest thing to say they're my favorite because they're really fucking bland. But like, like we I get just... The, we got rats and they, oh. they like the shreddies. Oof. Have you ever had them like break into your house? Like like bad? Or no no no. We have pet rats. Oh, okay. Yeah, never mind. Not like, okay, not I not forgot. Like I forgot. Bubonic plague like <laughs> Victorian London rats. Um, okay, well, because no, domestic I'm not, like, putting shreddies out for the rats. And I, don't like, know. I thought you were in. like the fucking you're like, I love shreddies, but like rats break into my house constantly to fucking That's eat. That's how great shreddies are. <laughs> well, like okay, domestic day. Like, I'm I'll, like, I'll have some rice krispies, cornflakes, <laughs> nothing. As soon as we bring shreddies home, there's they rats just... <laughs> knocking at the door. <laughs> they fucking start chewing through the drywall. That's domestic Dan. I did a stream with him like last week. That's why I'm fresh off of this. He said that him and his wife left for like vacation one week and they came back in one of their old places a rat 
had chewed through the fucking wall. Like there was like a piece of brick that let it in and then it got into the wall found its way to the pantry oh, they can chew through brick dude it's it, fucking yeah, crazy ate through the fucking wall and destroyed their pantry and i was like oh my god like yeah fuck that dude could you imagine coming yeah, home that insane. fuck the um because we haven't had rats forever we just got some yeah i don't know why we just decided to get rats They're fucking adorable uh, them and nice. awesome yeah we have dumbo Dumbo ear rats as well, so they have like really big, cute ears. Um, but we uh, we got a, we got two rats. We have a hamster. We did have two. One of them's just just kicked a bucket. Don't don't mention it. Oh, don't mention the sadness. Um, and uh, two dogs. And but one of the hamsters is a rescue, basically. This old woman bought a hamster for her grandchildren to play with when they came round. But then I think. Even more depressing than anything is that the grandparent, oh, the, the grandchildren didn't come round Oof. enough oh. for her to justify having this thing. Like the saddest. Oh, mo- and, no. then, and then there's this little hamster, and she was like, I like it, but I can't look after it too much. I was kind of hoping my grandkids would help. And, and my mum would, my mum, I don't know how my mum knew her or whatever. My mum was just like, She's got this hamster. Do you want it? And I was like, uh, Wow. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Then we just was like rodent menagerie big enough. Jeez. Yeah, then then we got these uh these rats and it's they're a totally different animal. It's really strange to um to witness because you just first of all you just think, yeah, like they're subway creatures. Right, right. You but just they're like think really that they're smart, these, like right? Oh, they're 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 as smart as Merlin, the dog. Fuck. I'm not even kidding. They are literally like they're trainable in exactly the same way. Um they respond to stuff. Emma's trained them to do stuff. They're more Emma's pet than mine. They live yeah. in our room and stuff. But um, yeah, she's trained them. They they do tricks. They come to a certain noise. Um, wow! They, you can get them to do some mad stuff. Owls don't do anything crazy yet. But um, yeah, you say yet? Yet? <laughs> yeah. she, is she like well, teaching them crazy tricks? What's the? I think she's she's t- teaching them some stuff. But I think first she's because these are the two first two rats she's ever had. She's teaching herself how to deal with rats oh, before okay. she's like making them do backflips and stuff. Because once <laughs> you get rats, you kind of can't ever not have rats again. Really? Um, because you uh you have to it's like crop rotation you have to keep putting rats in um so we got two because they have they can't live alone they just get depressed oh die. okay they literally just die of loneliness yeah. here i thought and you were is like you were gonna allude to like a fucking brain fungus inside of rats that like make us love them forever and i was like why do we need a rat after you have <laughs> one like what is okay uh, okay so we just get uh, no. super depressed no, they just get depressed and die. No and shit. so, um, yeah, you, uh, you basically have, have to get two more in. They live like two to three years, I think. So uh, yeah. two years in, you get two new rats, and Aww. they just become a family. Then you get two after that, and it's just so that they are never left alone. Aww. So it's this very strange uh, thing. Anyway, yeah, they're really crazy, though. They're like the most chaotic things ever. <laughs> they're so fast. They will outwit you. They will climb up the cage and they're gone. And yeah. they, they, it's insane. It's really like in a fun way, but they're yeah. super chaotic. <laughs> and uh, they're quite a lot of hard work, actually. It's really shit. They've been fun, though. It's been really fun to like mess with them and they run around and they sit on your shoulder and stuff. Pretty Does cool. your, your Merlin doesn't do like anything? Anything at all to, to oh, them? Merlin is, doesn't know that here. Really? <laughs> okay. Yeah, no. <laughs> he, um, he has recently discovered the hamster the okay. second one so uh-huh. the, we, we had one hamster called pabo who's just died mm. he was just super chill 
it was like a like just him. an old man who would just sit in a corner and just be relaxed. And then we got this. This is the rescue one from the old woman. Yeah. And this hamster is mad. It <laughs> would like I'm I'm gonna send you some stuff was, later on. Dude, I want hamster memes now. This, of this thing, this thing doing stuff. It 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 walks upside down along the top of its cage. So we got these mad cages for them. I hate people that keep hamsters in little things. Yeah, you, get, you have like the extravagant one. We have a giant, yeah. two giant cages for the thing. The rat cage is ginormous. Um, and it has, the top of the hamster cage has like the bit that you can open up basically. Yeah. And it, it walks along that Mission Impossible style upside down, but just falls off because it's trying to escape all the time. <laughs> So it's just, there's just, every now and then we, we'll be watching TV and we'll turn around and we'll just see it like walk and then dunk and fall. I've got some great videos oh, of it and stuff. Yes. It's so Dude, funny to watch. He's always trying to, to bust that. out. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, they're always trying to escape. Yeah. I looked it up because I was worried that she was like, like it was a, it was like a bat, like she was freaking out. Yeah. Yeah. And it was something that I needed to do because the hamster's kind of mine because I accepted it. I was like, yeah, mom will look after it. And I was like, we have another child. Like, <laughs> what have I um, done? But um, yeah, I was looking into it and, and uh, I looked into it like Syrian hamsters. Just they're always just trying to escape. That's just like their thing. Shit. Like, it wouldn't really matter what it was. They're just, they just be like a it. fucking laser like a, grid and it'd still be trying to get oh, out. It'd still be doing all this stuff. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it's cool. But Merlin has seen it for the first time now and he's obsessed with it. Um, I don't know. I don't know what he does when he actually gets a hold of a thing. I saw him uh, one, one time I saw him chase a squirrel and I was like, ha ha squirrels way faster than you. And it wasn't. And I was like, oh no. (laughs) And it, Merlin ran all the way up to it. He opened his mouth barking. He got all the way to the squirrel and then didn't know what to do and didn't like bite it or anything. And then the squirrel managed to get up the tree. And I was like, oh, okay. You're just barking and you're just reacting instinctively and chasing after this thing. But you actually don't realize that you're the the next stage is to kill the thing. You don't know. Yeah. So he just ran up to it and went, ah. And then like I saw him just go, what do I do now? I I did the thing. I've never done this before. What do I do now? And then it was too late and it had gone up the thing. So I don't know what happens if he tries to get the thing, but or if he does get the hamster or he sees a rat or whatever. But holy shit, better safe than sorry. We've never let him see the yeah. rats. I mean, yeah. Keep, to keep add on mind. to that, well, I had mice when I was like, I was like ten, I think, and I had these two mice. Um, that unfortunately were both they were they were opposite genders. We thought they were both men. Oh no, you can't. I was fucked, mate. I no, I didn't no, know no little things. There was I didn't know until there was pink slushy babies underneath their fucking slide the one day and i was like yeah fuck those babies are suicidal they literally i used to take them out and play with them while i was doing my homework and like they would just run off the desk they would run um you know those like little like ceramic toucans that you might get in like the bahamas or it's just like a it's a you think like, i've been to the bahamas i don't know man. i don't know i i I'm only know them because like of my mom i haven't been to the bahamas <laughs> remember that um, movie oliver twist with all those little kids that was based on my life i was one of those kids <laughs> i've never been to the bahamas they have like okay so the the long and short is like i had this clay toucan figurine and it was hollow there was a hole inside of it from when they right. fired it um, I lost one of them in there because these fuckers were suicidal. I found it like a day and a half later, but like oh they just, they would just run off the desk. Anyways, yeah, we left the side portion of the cage open the one day by accident, and the fucking dogs ate the mice. They ate them, yeah, like just full on. Horrific, like we yeah. thought it was the cats until a head fell out of the dog's mouth, and I was like, like I'm like ten years old looking at my pet mouse. 
fuck, dude. Yeah. That was traumatic, yeah, man. man. That will get him. And it, it's oh. weird, because that, that has happened to me. I've had a lot of um, animals killed by pets as well. When I was younger, mm. I had cats and hamsters, mostly. Yeah, um, I can see how that worked out. I actually had a rat when I was younger, um, and uh, but we had to give him away. Mm. Uh, and, uh, and I think I had a couple of rabbits at one point. Merlin is my first dog, but I got him 10 years ago. Um, yeah. So when I was much younger, we had cats, loads and loads of cats. And the cats just spend their whole life trying to get in yeah. to that cage. That's <laughs> they all they just, do. They never stop, yeah. Oh, my God. I had a Maine Coon called Todd, and he was huge. He was like bosco size, like fucking, like, like fucking. hench too. And he was like strong. You know, like, you're like, oh, that cat's strong. And then there was like, oh, that cat isn't a cat. What is yeah, that? Where they have like a they have like a foot and a half shoulder span or somehow, yeah. and you're like, you're, you're like, what did you oh, breed with? You're the missing link between like a house cat and a lion. <laughs> yeah, That's right. You. This it's is that the, cat there, this is right the breed. there in my house. Um, but Maine Coons, I like that, right? <laughs> yeah. But he was huge. He was the biggest cat I've ever owned. One of the biggest cats I've ever seen. And he broke open, like broke what? a plastic no thing. Off the, the cage, and it was like secure, and like, it's not Holy some flimsy fuck. thing. He, like, just one night must have just been like, fuck it, bam, <laughs> bam, and just started hitting. I, I, I can't imagine. You know, they yeah. do that thing where they pour at stuff. Yeah. But I'm like, he must have actually been just like, so I'm gonna get it, like, right, hooking it. You yeah. know, like, he must have been like, actually, like, <laughs> like, uppercutting the thing because we came down and it was like broken open, fuck. and there was just, and then they do that thing, cats, where they just torture the yep. thing for as long as they can, so there's yep. just this like trail of blood that you can follow around like you're on CSI hamster yep. to a dead fucking thing. Fuck, um, dude. I think, I think probably 50% of my hamsters were murdered by cats when I was younger, but it's weird how that, um, I don't recall like any, uh, any like hardcore trauma from that. Really, or no. like how 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 badly that fucked me up? Because I don't remember being like unbelievably sad about it. But now I can't watch a dog die in a movie. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I know I what you turn mean. it off. You've talked about that, that a website. lot. The, does the yeah. dog die? Yeah. I, I I used it for every movie until last night because I was too tired, and we randomly flicked on a movie. No, we're sitting there, and we just needed some bullshit to watch. We got some fucking app. And we're both just tired, and you know, and you just yeah. don't give a fuck. You're just like, give me something for my eyes to just digest because I'm still awake. And I don't, I'm not, but put it on. So we put on. We only watched half of it, and it was. It's a weird, weird movie. I have no idea what it is. Apparently, it's an anime. It's called Alita or something. Oh, yeah, the Battle Angel thing. With yeah, the I have no fucking idea. huge eyes. The one, she the looks main... like an anime character. Yeah, yeah and it's yeah. A, she's like a cyborg. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is, and I'm still watching it. Like, <laughs> glad I was really tired for it. I think because I was kind of like, ah, look, jumping up and down instead of me doing the production thing that my brain does where it gets annoyed. But um, we're watching that right, and just spoiler alert, fucking dog dies in it, right? Oh my fucking like, god! Get an hour in, and I'm watching this thing like this is a oh this is a kids movie. That's what yeah. this movie is. And this dog gets, it's like a little cute chihuahua. It gets obliterated. You don't see it. It's like off screen, but there's like a blood thing. And I'm like, oh, why is it? The one time. I see the dog. She sees the dog twice before it dies, right? And she's like, I love you. And I'm like, oh, cool. It's a kid's movie. I didn't know what this movie was. I'm like, this is a kid's movie. I'm watching it. It's like the Maze Runner or something. It's like one of those. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, the dog's fine. The dog is nowhere going to die. I'm not even going to go on my phone and check it. I'm too tired. Dog dies next scene over. (laughs) It's weird to me how worse that is for me now than it was when I was younger. 
It's yeah. really strange. I don't know what the fuck is going on. Probably because you being, have being a dog. older. I'm maybe, but it's not even that. It's like <laughs> animals in general. Like I don't like seeing anything. Like stuff will come. People that retweet, like, oh my god, have to save this animal thing. They're testing on animals. You know, L'Oreal yeah. are yeah. bastards. And they'll just retweet some bullshit onto my timeline and be like, "Yeah, it's like it's like the CEO throwing a cat off the fucking bridge or something." Uh, yeah, and you're like, you're, "Great, you now I've seen see that." The Thanks. Thing. Thanks. Yeah. And um, yeah, like it's it's so weird to me because it it never used to bother me that badly, and now it really bothers me a lot to see. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. And it really it it upsets me and fucks me up. It's like ages. hardcore empath then for it. I got real lucky last night. Because I was so tired, I think, that I just went, oh, for fuck's sake. And then it was like, yeah. whatever. Maybe that's just, I need some exposure therapy to it. But I don't remember it ever affecting me that badly. And now I'm really worried about it. And like, right, then you do the anxiety thing of like, about it. Yeah. I've, I've seen it. It's there staring me in the face. And now you actively start to worry about it because you're like, oh, well, this has, I've worried about this forever. So I must just be a person that worries about like dogs dying in movies right so then you're yeah, like I hate it. yeah animals I, and everything I, I watched doom patrol recently and they, they kill a bunch of rats and that and i was like oh man this sucks fuck it was actually a good show yeah it was weird yeah it's the best thing dc have done and no one's ever heard of it and i think that's why because <laughs> the because the executives <laughs> didn't care about it it had no budget it was just like there's nobody breathing down DC's. anyone's fucking throat yeah i think that's yeah. what happened with it it's just really well written character driven tv Shit. About this group of misfits, and it's just—it's like legit good. I like Shit. watched the whole thing and just loved it. And I'm like, this is just so much better than anything else. It was so low budget and kind of there's points where I was like, that just looks like shit. <laughs> but the but the writing was so tight, and I think it's because the writers were left alone, you know, and they weren't. There was not all these executives coming in like, no, you got to make him smile, make Superman force him to smile in post. Like Jesus, God damn, oh, you're gonna yeah. ruin the movie. I um, I had that feeling kind of with the boys. Like, I don't know if it was like, oh my God, this is spectacular. But I was like, I had that feeling of, oh, this isn't that good, but it's still good. Like there's, um, yeah. you know, the, you've seen it, right, right, right. So they yeah. train in the subway. There's the scene where he's like fighting the that girl. Yeah. Um, and when when he's like fighting, they I, I don't know what it was, but like they got like the CGI off in a lot of the parts where he'd punch and then like his... um like superpower special effect would be like a foot away from his hand right. instead of like maybe on his hand or I don't, you know, if they were trying to convey it was like supersonic powers. I don't know if they did it well, yeah, but speed like speed or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Like there was, there was a lot of those moments where I was like, Oh, that was a little weird, but like, I don't really give a fuck because it I seems the, like it's um, okay. The, the CGI was okay. I think where they got the CGI correct and really the only where place they got it was with the eye lasers on Homelander yeah. and the baby. The yeah. baby scene is really nicely fucking, done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because it, and also I like that the laser is unstable because Superman yeah. does like these straight lasers. Like, yeah. Uh, whereas with that, it like, it, it accounted for small movements in his head. Mm -hmm. So it would move across the room and like, it was, it was, it was, it was really like visceral with it. It wasn't like a, like super clean. You would, it was like how yeah. you would expect it, right? Like if he cuts some guy in half. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna do that, and it's like that feeling of like you know when you have like a hose pipe and it's got water and it yep. kind of goes all over the place. Yep. Instead of it being like a cartoon where it just comes out straight, they got that right. Especially with the baby, they got that right. Where the baby you can scene see was really he's like holding it. Yeah, but they got that right. I think, and whenever I saw that, it looked pretty good. But you are mm -hmm. right. There's so many points where it was just 
you know, whatever. Like, uh, I don't know what the deal is with that. It seems strange because it, I don't know what their budget was. It's obviously a lot of money that went into it, right? Like it's a flagship yeah, I mean, Amazon Prime show. So yeah, they must have had a what decent budget. It was strange. Doom Patrol has nothing, but it's the same vein. If you liked The Boys okay. and, and you're looking for a, a thing to fill, yeah. And Doom Patrol is pretty good for that. It's it's way more B movie than the boys, but um it has Brendan Fraser in it completely oh, randomly. Damn, okay. And uh and he's great in it. And okay. he's just a voice for the most part. But I haven't actually seen him in years. And he looks <laughs> crazy now. Yeah. Like he's just so uh it's really weird. I've only know, seen man. him after the talks about like what went wrong with the mummy, and he was like, They've fucking ruined it. And so, oh, I, I, and I might be wrong, but didn't he have some sort of? Uh, he was the reason, right? With, he wouldn't work. No, I think. I thought. Well, maybe I don't know, but I, I can't. I think with him, he had a really nasty divorce. Oh, That's really? What happened to him? And I might be wrong. And if okay. this is all wrong, I don't know. And so I sorry, Brendan Fraser. It. The inevitable time you listen. Yeah. But um, but I think he had a really nasty divorce where his wife managed to get like. 70% of all of his earnings, including anything he makes from now on. Wow. Um, what the a year. fuck? Or, or, it, or no, actually, it might have been 70% of what he made that year. Wow. He, she gets that every year. But then he stopped making that amount every year, but he was still paying her the same amount. So every year, she starts chunking off more and more Holy until he's so broke. Fuck. It's unreal. I think he still play, pays her, like, whatever. And uh, it just crippled him. Now, I might be wrong. Let me see. I think that's Brendan something like that. Frazier divorce owes money. I haven't. <laughs> um, whatever happened to Brendan Frazier? Crippling alimony. Yeah. There you go. Holy dude. It, was, it was something weird. Fuck, like, dude. It just ruined. It was basically like imagine if you were earning millions. I've got the I've got the number. The divorce left him paying his ex-wife fifty thousand a month in spousal support, with twenty five k per month for child support. Oh. Somehow that's an annual to oh no that's an annual total of nine hundred thousand dollars, right? And then he's stopped making nine hundred thousand dollars a year, but still oh has to pay God. that amount legally. Yeah. <laughs> um. Did he get? No, I don't think he got out of it. I think he's still doing it, right? Oh my God! I, yeah, it's horrific. I, I don't think he got out of it. Like the, the ending thing is, luckily, Frazier has since launched his Brenda Sons, returning to film and TV. But the average citizen is trapped by high alimony, isn't always able to mount their own comeback. And then it's like an ad for them. Like, you know, if you find yourself being stuck by alimony, holy fuck, dude, poor guy. I mean, yeah, I say that, really... but like, I mean, what, wonder what you left him for, right? And it's probably like a fucking, we don't, don't know. know. I'm we have no even, idea. I'm not going to want to guess. Not even going to speculate. Yeah. I found yeah. myself speculating for half a second and I was like, well, who knows? I've given up with all that stuff, yeah. all these dramas you know, and all these people. You know who, the one like, thing I know is that I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It. You know who, like, really, I don't know. He's, okay, the only celebrity I think I've ever, there's two. There's Mac Miller, who is a rapper, and he died. Um, and then fucking Jim Carrey, dude. Like, Jim Carrey, I feel like, is my, um, like, Robin Williams. You know, everyone, when Robin Williams died, um, everyone was mm -hmm. like, this is the guy that yeah. you know made me love life like that's like that's like jim carrey for me mm. and fuck me man he's speaking of people being a little frazzled like i think he's doing a lot better now but holy shit he was on a slippery slope for a while um i don't know I'm, if he was actually 
well, I think I, he, it um, seems like it was right. He'd like crash random fucking interviews and be like, "Oh, we're all like energy. Everyone love each other. Blah blah blah." And you're like, "What the fuck is going on to this guy?" But then when you actually yeah, like go and I, listen I, I to think, his talks, he's okay. I think the way he went about it was like this weird, overshot trajectory approach to trying to get this weird message across that yeah. none of this shit that everyone is obsessed with on Twitter and Instagram and none all of it these, matters. What shoes are you wearing to the yeah. award thing? Is just bullshit it's yeah. all bullshit um i don't know man i look at him and i see someone that has um feel like there is certain elements there's a certain roadmap that gets you to become that kind of person and by that kind of person i don't mean crazy jim carrey crashing interviews i mean like these kind of weird woke sensei types yeah yeah in the world that seem to have these answers to like things. all the answers Right? They They're, seem to understand something. Yeah. Keanu Reeves is one. Um, somehow, like Tom Hardy right. is one. Have you ever like? Yeah. I make jokes a lot about Tom Hardy quotes and stuff, but yeah. I also complete. I unironically and ironically enjoy them all. Um, I, I love him, man. There's like an interview I read of him. It was just like an interview where the guy was supposed to stop by his like hometown, and then an old lady fainted on the street or something, like a lady that he'd grown up with, and most of the mm. interview then became about him helping the old lady. Like, he jumped in the ambulance, he went and saw her off, and he was like, yeah, she, like, raised me or some shit. Or, like, she was always yeah, there. He, he's fucking he, wholesome, um, man. He seems... It's so strange how he's got his head screwed on. I don't really know much about him. I think I want to look into him a little more. Mm. But I think um, you see these people, like Jim Carrey, and they they seem to have this... A lot of people that are on that I've left the Truman Show, I've left the Matrix IRL situation seem to have this similar roadmap where they've, they've experienced something like a trauma. And my theory is this. When you experience a trauma, it slams you into the ground, literally like grounds you. Right. Um, and you, you are maybe for the first time hit in the face with reality. And yeah. suddenly you're not living in sparkly, wonderful land where my hopes and dreams are to go and get, I want to get those shoes. I can't wait for that car to come out. I'm going to yeah. buy it. Reality now is the world is awful. And, you know, this person who I love has died or I have, I have um, been sick or, you know, something you've witnessed, just someone random or you were involved in, an, in an, a terrorist attack or you were in the army and somebody fucking exploded next to you and lost their legs or something. Yeah. Like literally some anything sort of trauma, traumatic, something that has to be a trauma. And I'm not talking about like you've you stepped in a puddle with your brand new shoes on. Yeah, it has to be something that just is beyond what you're um, at that point able to cope with. And I think that does something where it grounds you. Right. And I, I see a lot of these people have been through that kind of stuff. Jim Carrey, I think, had a girlfriend who committed suicide. Yeah. And then it seems like he started to give himself to certain roles like the man in the moon. Um, the man on the moon movie about that comedian um, yeah yeah and like where he was Andy, acting it and Andy, Andy Kaufman, uh, Kaufman. Yeah. yeah that was a fucking good series but like really scary right when you see the aftermath of it did you see the yeah. documentary the Jim and Andy yeah, one yeah, 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 yeah that yeah. was fucking scary I, yeah I think putting yourself in that position but then also he's had this thing where now he's living in the real world yeah you get kind right. of half yanked out of the matrix when stuff like that happens to you and I think then there's a point in his life where he secluded himself in nature. He literally left the grid and just went and lived in a forest. Like yeah, in he a fucked cabin off. in the forest and just was painting. And I think what he did was he 
First of all, he processed that emotion. I think a lot of people don't process that emotion. They go, no, the shoes. I love yeah. the shoes. And they go yeah. back to real world and try and continue being who they were before mm-hmm. in now a world that you've, you've opened up too wide and they can't do it anymore. And then, um, but he didn't. He went and he, I think he processed through those emotions, but he also spent a lot of time by himself, which means you start to get a little wobbly. Yeah. You start to, uh, you start to know who you are and also... Th- that makes you a little crazy because it, when you really know who you are, you realize that you're not anyone, kind of. Right. And I think that's what he did. I think he then went. That was his point, right? Was we're all nothing. this stuff was just. This is all the stuff that the world was throwing at me, and, and this thing happened, and I was pretending to be this version of myself. And we all do it. We all put forward the best versions of ourselves on the internet, and you, you're you're always doing that like first date thing with people where yeah. you just fabricate a version of yourself who then, is like a mask the one that you, or whatever they want you to be yeah yeah and you're just like yeah i love that and then you're whatever um but i think he then came back and he just he he had he'd grounded himself he'd meditated he'd he'd worked through his thing and whatever he did worked for him and then he realized how little he cared about all this stuff that was so central and driving. And then he looked at the world and went, wow, everyone's on what? their phones and yeah, on goes, Twitter and this is what fuck? they care about. Yeah. And he just went, what the fuck? Yeah. And then he fucking crashed some red carpets and stuff and was like, you don't know, what the fuck? Um, but a lot of them say that. Have you ever seen anything Russell Brand has said? He says stuff very spiritual. I feel like I feel like I've probably seen like interviews where he's said like a lot of spiritual things. Probably nothing that he's ever like. He does the same put out. kind of thing where he says that there's an energy that connects us beyond this physical thing. There's a frequency. Dogs can hear frequencies that we can't hear. Yeah, yeah. And his theory is that you know that is God, kind of. Mm. You know, like. It's a spiritual approach. Me and you, I think, are very clinical. We come at this, this stuff from a psychology perspective. I think me and you are like, yeah. we'll get some pills and do some therapy, and that's how we'll deal with this situation. But some people, I think in, it, it's, there's no right or wrong way, but I think some people come at it spiritually, yeah, and that's how they cope with the things going on in their own head. And I think they do that a little bit more, and they just see this they just, I think they still have an element of hope left where they're like, we're in, we're in field of energy. Mm-hmm. We it's are, not, it's not all that space bad. Dust. Yeah. There is some, there is something in the world that maybe is balancing things out. Whenever something good happens, there's a bad thing that happens and it's an energy or, right. you know, like life, soul, everything isn't just, it's not just pure nihilism. Yeah, everything yeah. is. And it's, it's not all good. It's not all bad. It's all gray, is what they're saying. It's all gray. And I think, it's up yeah, to you and to... you've, you've, and that's, and that's what I think it comes down yeah. to. And I, I think it's, uh, I don't know, man. I'm not a spiritual person at all, but I think, I don't, I think, I really it's am. Just... I don't know. I think I'm, I'm super spiritual, but I think it's like more of a me. It's not like a, a the rest of the world. And like, you know, I think I've always said uh, when it comes to religion, I totally get why people are faithful. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, you know, if you if you look at like with a logical mind at religion, you could be like, oh, well, there's like errors and flaws here, like everyone usually does. But I feel mm-hmm. like that's that's not what people are subscribing to when they believe in religion. They're like they like the faith. It's hope. It's 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 feeling like something isn't just fucking nothing, right? So yeah, pointless. I get that. Um, but like, I That's feel why like... I think all those born-again Christians happen when it, you're a 40-year-old man. <laughs> because you go, oh, God, 
I've been slammed with like all this yep. responsibility and this existential crisis is setting in and then you go, oh, I'm going to kill myself. I'm going to kill uh, wait Jesus. Wait, you're saying there's an afterlife? Yeah. That sounds way better than the world. <laughs> and then I think that's why that. Yeah, it's I'm, like it, whatever, whatever piece I think it gives that's people. what religion is as well. I'm, yeah. uh, I'm on board with that in a more, I think a more negative and cynical way that people would attack me for. The way you put it was really nicely and people would be like, ah, oh, <laughs> yeah, you're right. That was so nice. The way I put it is like, you just don't want to face reality and the existential Ooh. dread that it is actually pointless. And it's a nicer way of framing yeah. your pointless life is that there is a nice thing at the end of it. No one wants to think about death or the fact that they're going to die or that all of this it's- might be for nothing. So you get to just kind of be like, I'll stave off the existential dread by believing in an afterlife. <laughs> I think that about the, the surface religions and things. I think there yeah, are other ones which are about different things like Buddhism and stuff seem to be more about your own well, inner peace. and Maybe that's, and maybe that's why I'm so you. fucking... Uh, and it, it, like, again, it's weird to say like not spiritual of, of anything else, but just with me is because like when I was when I was in high school, I was super into Buddhism, right? There's like, uh, I think there's like 10 tenets or seven tenets that you have to you have to go through and you do mm-hmm. like a fucking whole thing and you get a bracelet eventually that tell, you know, says that you've done your tenets. And um, that brought me into like, AI. yeah, right. <laughs> that brought me into <laughs> meditation. And and ever since then, man, like meditation has been. I don't do it every fucking day, but like, I feel like that's the spiritual side of it. You know, people talk like somebody tweeted about meditation today and they were like, you know, I don't, I don't get it. Can someone explain? And I was like, well, I mean, if you take away that spiritual shit, if you take away the like, oh, you just float and be good to yourself. And you just like, think of it logically, you're just cleaning your brain. You're just scrubbing it clean. You're looking at all the images that your brain doesn't process. Um, I think I I heard something. a, A healthy way to just, um, uh, find a. I think we're very chaotic. And yeah, centering yeah. yourself is important. It's, it's just Finding, the act of doing, and nothing. also mm-hmm. having like a safe place in yeah. your brain that you can access, knowing that there is a, a a version of you that doesn't have to be freaking out. Yeah, yeah. And and feeling that and recognizing that position and being able to attain it is is that's cool because I don't think of it like well. that. Like again, yeah. like I just think of it so like I think because I'm doing know? the clinical thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, I. And, I feel like the clinical thing would be that's that's what I mean by like the logical side where I, I heard a thing it was uh, it was like some fucking statistic probably made up um when I was in high school that like your brain processes like it's like over 40,000 images a day right unconscious thoughts um mm-hmm. and even if it's like 4,000 um the other the other opposing fact was like your mind really only can handle like a thousand like you might only remember and that's why everything slips through, but it kind of still stays there. It's like leaving shit on your desk. So yeah. for me, it's always been like, well, of course I'm going to clean off my fucking desk. Like, of course I'm going to um, organize my filing cabinet. There's where that's where I get like a little spiritual, where I do that actual Sherlock Holmes thing, like from the show where the guy's got the fucking the mind palace or whatever. Like I've got a filing cabinet that I store shit in and it helps. Yeah. But I think yeah, that's the only I, like I, spiritual. I think- I think it's all just the same thing. I think everyone is doing the same thing. I think it's, yeah. um, I think whether you're coming out from a very hardcore religious spiritual side, you're coming out from a less hardcore religious or, or spiritual side, or you're coming out from a psychology thing, yeah. or it's just something you're working out by yourself in the woods. <laughs> everyone's trying everyone's to make their life the same easier, thing. right? They're just trying, trying to get to through. Deal with whatever the hell's going on. I think a lot mm. of people who um, need, to do this stuff 
have to find a reason even within why they're doing the thing what, right which one of those things they're doing right um but overall i think everyone's just trying to achieve the same outcome and that's just to fucking feel okay yeah yeah, yeah just, to <laughs> fucking, like, just to be yeah. calm and and you know just be okay and enjoy whatever it is um yeah. And, you know, just not be too stressed out or whatever, whether it's just basic stress or full blown like anxiety or something like that. You know, you can just these are the these are the ways to do it. I think the thing that most people shy away from is the fact that it's hard work. Um, yeah, because it's setting up habits and it's hard work to look at yourself, even like removing yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you have no you have there's no, there's nothing else. Right. There's no. That's why I don't like when I, it's so weird. It's like a weird thing to get onto. But like when people say that uh, you're you're like a flesh mech, you know, like you're the brain and you walk around your body. Um, yeah. But no, I've always I, been I, like, no, like it's it's all of me because you can't like it doesn't mean anything. Right. When people yeah. say that. But I feel like for some reason, believing that it, all of me exists rather than just a fucking conscious thought, it makes it a lot yeah. easier to manifest things. But then you've got to look at yourself in the fucking mirror and go, well, like, you uh you don't you don't wash your face in the mornings like you need to do that like it's, it's sometimes mm -hmm. simple shit like that or sit down and write the email or like it's you have to dissect yourself that's a i always yeah. feel fucking I mean, people, crazy people doing won't that, do man. that no people won't i, do I don't that. think you're i don't think you're maybe not your average person but i i feel like maybe everybody does that at some point in their life just like not everyone around us you know, I like you, you said, got, like, I think you've got to have your toes dangling over the edge before you start to do that level of introspective. Yeah. Change. You just think you think like some people just will never like they don't they don't even oh, go 100%. through that. Everyone I've ever met, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> most most people are yeah. just like living this life where I think that they just they feel safe and comfortable in what they know. My sister um, is one of them. Well, she's weird. She like came out of the Matrix and then forced herself back in. But um she talks about like a lot of the people in her life like her friends and stuff and they're all the same group of people that met in school in the same age in the yeah. same classroom and i'm like how are all of these people friends it took me years of scouring online and i've got like three people that can handle me yeah you know like, <laughs> like not like that's it that's it's crazy that you found people who are exactly like you in your uh in your classroom and but i don't think they did I think that they are doing that thing where they put, portray a version of themselves forward mm -hmm. and conform with the general consensus of the group. So you're not really an individual yourself. You're just kind of in this safety bubble and it is safe. It's safe yeah, when you, you are, mean. when this is the rule, like the tribe says this thing. Yeah. When you're yeah. forced outside of that mentality by, via something, probably maybe a trauma of your own, or, you know, you have a terrible breakup and you're forced outside of that friendship group or you move somewhere or you're forced to move somewhere. Yeah. Um, and you're alone, maybe, and you start to look at yourself um, a little more. You you realize that and it's akin to like a weird social suicide thing. I think it needs to happen. But then you start to really look at who you are. Um, but you wouldn't do it up until that point because you're safe. You've so got it's your like safe friends. You've got your safe out of high life. School, You're in right? your bubble. Yeah. yeah, it's that kind of thing. Yeah, and you don't need to change anything because everything is safe. Even though you're not being you, you're or true to who you really maybe feel like. Right. You are safe with this group of friends. This you know that you've got these people. This is the thing. That's how that's done. And outside of that is like a fog of war 
you're scared yeah, to yeah. leave. And why would you go into that fog of war? You might, but then I think what happens is we hit another wall when you hit 30, 40, and you go, I fucking hate who I am. <laughs> yeah, I hate everything. Yeah, yeah. This is not who I, I didn't want to do any of this mean. stuff. I wanted to be some this, that, the other. I wanted to, and you, but you don't notice that when you're younger and you settle into these things. Then you get a little older, and I think people start to have those like midlife crises. Is, um, and then, but I think a lot of it comes from just that you don't, you, no one looks, it's like wanting to you belong. You need to right? look at yourself. You don't yeah. need to until you're like you are dangling over the edge of the precipice and going, well, why do I feel like this? You know? Um, and then finally, once you've asked that, yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of these people like Jim Carrey and Keanu and all that and all those Tom Hardys and yeah. people like that, at some point in their life, I reckon they were forced outside of that standard social bubble or they never belonged in the first place and they were just, they never really went into one. And so they just started wandering and they became very bohemian. And then you start to look at yourself and understand who you are a little better. And then you do the thing that you're saying where you, um, you question things. Yeah. You, you start to and, ask, you know, you ask yourself, yeah. look in the mirror. Yeah. I, yeah. d I don't know. Like that's, I, I guess I always just assumed everyone would go through that because I, when, when I had PB on last week or it wasn't last week. I'm sure yes, they was. do. I just, I just question when it happens. Right. And right. Well, that's what I was saying. Like, act on it. Does it happen at some point in their life? Does everyone go through it differently? But I don't know. Like, yeah, you seemed you seemed like really convinced there that like some people wouldn't um wouldn't ever grow. So that was I don't know. That was just interesting because oh, it was like, totally. well, well, are we that different? You know, are we are we really that different? Because I'm probably so introspective. Like I've always said, introspective to a fault. So I'm probably so introspective, and I know I am. Where it's like something happens, and I'm like, okay, well, if you just didn't fucking do these five things and change them tomorrow this would never happen again. Like this is, you know, this is on you. You know, you feel like shit because of this constantly. But like, I feel yeah. like there's a, there, you need an escape from that. You can't be, you can't be you just think constantly. everyone thinks like that? No, I don't think any, half don't know. the people out there think like that. No. Probably not, no. No, I don't think a lot of hmm. people do that. I think most people go, I feel like shit because you didn't tidy up the kitchen. <laughs> you yeah, find yeah. someone else. You go, oh, this, I feel like shit because of the, the house isn't uh, paid off or whatever. And yeah. it's like, well, why? What? you tidy up the kitchen you know why or why are you in this position why are you in this life why what is it what about you, yeah what have you done to get yourself because there it's yeah. the thing where really the only the things the only way you can react to anything is how you react to it you can't rely on it's that thing where you know you can only control your own emotions okay yeah right you yeah. can only control your own situation you can't control anyone else's situation really at all because no matter what, eventually it comes down to a point where it's their autonomy. They got to do it. Yeah, yeah. And I think, uh, I think a lot of people project and and they don't. And you just like we said, I don't. I think it's a fight against your own brain as well. You have to sit. You have too. to be aware enough to tell your own brain to do something. And it's you don't know half the time. I don't know half the time when I'm. Mm -hmm. I'm like, am I angry because of this or or that, or is it just this thing from when I was eight? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. think like that. But I think most people just go, I'm angry because of that, and that's it. That's it. That's all. And they yeah. won't question it that it's them. They don't know it's them. And you know, some people I don't think have have ever needed to you know question what? that it was them, or and some people I don't think have ever had someone else like you in their life, or someone else who maybe 
like a sensei who can explain that to them. Right. And so they wouldn't, it's not even on their radar. Like my dog didn't know the hamster was there, even though it was making all that noise. It couldn't comprehend <laughs> that the hamster was even in the house. It didn't, it, it was, why would it be? Why would that be a hamster? He's never seen yeah. one. He didn't know what it was or why it would be in the house. But now it knows it's in the house. It's like, damn, that's where the hamster is. I know what it is. I know it's there. Yeah. He doesn't stop thinking about it that's, now. That's until then, he, he couldn't question it. When I had, okay, so when I had Frank on, she said that uh, Frank the Pegasus, uh, she said that she used to do, I think it was addiction counseling. And she would like have people come in that are like addicted to heroin, but they're mm. coming in because they're like, they're, they're getting addicted. Right. And obviously, yeah. like I said, you know, like I, I yeah. feel like I just kind of had that moment there where I was like, oh, yeah, well, obviously they're getting evicted because you spend your fucking money on heroin. And that's me yeah. like all the time. But she had she had kind of said something similar where there's a lot of people that that have have come in with those problems and they don't have the foresight to see it because they don't even realize yeah. the addiction is their issue. They think, you know, oh, yeah, I'm being evicted. That's the issue. And even and I just then, got brought back and, there for a second. Yeah. Yeah. But even then, the addiction isn't even the issue. Why are they addicted to a thing in the first place is yeah. the issue. Well, it's like, I, I, I mean, that's, don't even that's the clinical I think that. there when you were talking about like the psychology brain, because like you've actually been to therapy. So like you've been You've yeah, been and I've been that. addicted to shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've been yeah to addiction same. therapy. I've been through all of it. Yeah, but um, yeah, but the the thing is, um, that people. We watched this thing on my stream the other day about Bam Margera. Where oh, Vio was talking to me about him about like how he's like super fucked now, right? I I haven't seen it. Yeah, so tell like, me. He, yeah, well, he's 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 still just on all these things. He's yeah, he, but he. He he could not comprehend that in his thing is that internally he is in pain for some reason. Something has happened. Whatever happened in his past, whatever thing has, has ruptured yeah. his whatever ability to, to grow and to process his emotions, um, instead he started to deflect. I think most people, it's not really the case, but I think most people get addicted to things because you go, oh man, I feel like shit. Oh, that's better. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. the edge off. And then you do more and more and more because it gets weaker and you try different things and stuff. And most, I think most of the time, people get addicted to stuff because you, you're um, reliant on it to remove a feeling. Um, as opposed to a lot of people, I know loads of people who take loads of drugs and they just yeah. do it because it's like, this feels great and I feel <laughs> fun. It's fun. And loads of people that take drugs because they go, this feels great as opposed to me wanting to die all day. Yeah. Um, he, I think, has something going on where he, he has a feeling and he, he responds to these things. And he's speaking to his wife and he's blaming, he's just blaming everyone around him. They're watching mm. him and he's saying like, oh, I'm getting angry because you're saying this. And then his mom comes on and he's going, oh, I'm getting angry because you keep interrupting my life. And I'm like, well, it's funny how you, they seem fine. And you're like very quickly going from zero to 4,000 yep. emotionally. Something is triggering in you. Something is happening. But you can tell That's, when someone projects that much immediately. Right? Yeah, you're reacting emotionally way too quickly before you've been. You've had a chance to logically think anything through. You just seem to be blowing up. Yeah. Um. That's why he's addicted to something. And everyone's like, "Oh, his, his issue is that he's addicted to stuff." And I'm like, "Well, his issue is that he's addicted to stuff. But why is he addicted to the thing? Right. Where's yeah. The, where's the knot that we need to untangle? What happened? What does he need to process? What does he need to grow through? Um. Or from? Or whatever." That, that is causing him to have to rely on these pills. Why is he coping with these emotions yeah. with pills and not able to cope with them? We should be able to cope with every emotion. I should be able to see a dog die in a movie and not freak the fuck out. You know, that's just, that's what I'm 30-something, yeah. I don't know now, too. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
I, I shouldn't I shouldn't yeah. have yeah, I to know what you mean. worry about that. And I do. So why does um, he yeah. So yeah. you're looking at him going like, well, obviously something's wrong. Yeah, but it's not the right. fucking heroin. Like So everyone's saying you're getting evicted because you're addicted to heroin. Yeah. But why is that person addicted to heroin? Because you're not gonna solve anything. Yeah, if you go Wait, for the heroin, it's not going to, then they're going to find the like it's alcohol or they're going to fucking, you know, yeah. they might get abusive or something. They're going to take out that anger they somehow, some way, right? If yeah. Bam Margera can there's, yell there's and do drugs, way. then, you yeah. know, <laughs> the other people can do other yeah. things too, right? I like, mean, some, some people do just get addicted to heroin because they were on methadone because they broke their leg. And it was just yeah. such a bad leg break that they were yeah. on methadone for I got, a year. I, I got addicted then... to T3s that way because I had them because of an injury. And then, like, took them for a couple months after. Because it's like, whoa, you feel floaty. But, yeah, yeah like, that definitely happens. with a lot of that stuff. But, yeah, it's weird. It's, it's, uh, I mean, it's that... weird with that stuff. But there's usually, I find, there's something else in there mm. um, that people don't think about. No one... Questions so, and obvious, and often other people don't. I, this is another thing where I'm like, most people don't think of that because I think they don't want to question it in themselves. Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. you, once you admit that Bam Margera is hurting because of something else, you have to admit why are you reacting to. Yeah, and then you, angry and then you also have to be there for him and, just for that, rather than being like, oh well, you know, don't worry, honey, we'll we'll get you off heroin. That's still your journey, but I'm I'm here for you. Yeah, like, that's the other. Uh, yeah, you got to find someone, and no one wants to do it by themselves, right? No one, everyone's like, you help me. Yeah. You did, you help me with the work. Why Don't aren't help. you helping me? Yeah. Why you help me? But you, ultimately, you have to be the one that gets it. I'm very tough love with this stuff. Um, you know, I, 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 same, I think really I've always been. Yeah. Don't I don't do the thing where it's like you get a support group and you get the thing and you can have all that stuff. And I recommend getting that stuff. And I recommend definitely finding someone who's been through it before and questioning them. And yeah. maybe asking them for constant support. But if you don't get up and do the work yourself, you will not do the thing. Yeah, like, like having a support group is good to lean on because it's been a bad day. It's not like you have to build a support group to get your life going. Um, yeah, I mean, just, some people might. Just replacing one, the, but, the yeah. crutch of alcohol with the yeah. crutch of this person. And you start to, and then they, when you don't, when you aren't cured, it's their fault and not yours. You see? Then and you distance the yourself from them. I've, dude, I have uh, friends that do that to yeah. me. Yeah, like it's. Yeah, I mean, I've got. I, yeah, yeah. I've seen, seen it it's, over and over again in my life. It's just with uh, addiction mostly. Yeah, man. Fuck. There's. Well, I mean, there's. You talked about like the the fucking the methadone thing. Like I said, like that's that's way too easy, right? I mean, that's it's way too yeah, easy. That's happened to, happen to like me. And yeah, you up. could break your fucking leg. Like that's it. Yeah. Like that's you broke your leg and you had to take painkillers for two weeks because obviously your fucking bone is broken, but yeah. maybe there wasn't. Then you're any, like, man, like a, I feel yeah. That's, and oh, also, I, feel if you, I think if you have an unhealthy mind, sometimes your brain will trick you into saying your leg still hurts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But really, it's just an excuse. Um, did you ever smoke nicotine? Yes, yeah. cigarettes. Yeah, yeah. Did you quit? Are you still nicotine vaping? Oh, I, I, no. I'm on nicotine, but I stopped the, the cigarettes, yeah. So just oh, right. replace so one for the other. you have the full nicotine yet? No, no, no. Because no. that reminds me a lot of this kind of thing. I think most people really need to want to quit smoking yeah. in order to quit smoking. To actually quit, yeah. Because um, you can't I, do I it otherwise. Because I love you, smoking. Like, that's the, it's it, enjoyable. It's a fight against yourself again. Yeah. It's that fight against... Eventually, you start making excuses. Yeah. Because you need like the I thing. Like, I love smoking, you go, oh, right? I feel like shit. When I, 
first gave up smoking when I was, um, mm, I must have been 25 or something when I fully, I gave up several times before that, but my last cigarette I smoked properly was when I was 25, 26, maybe, maybe a little older. Um, it was the last thing on the checklist. Oh, no, it wasn't. It was alcohol. I did that last year. But the, nice. <laughs> before that, it was smoking. Um, but that, I started coming up with these crazy excuses, right? And one of them was that I couldn't shit. <laughs> I, was like, I, I was like, I without, I was like, um, I'm too congested. But nicotine is a um, a diuretic. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll just have one to help me shit, and that'll be the only one. And it, yeah, yeah, you just start yeah. coming up with fucking crazy you shit because just... you're in a war against yourself. Yeah. Um, mostly I gave up because I need, I didn't have any money. Mm. It was driving me crazy having a day where I would have some cigarettes and be like, Ugh. and then the next day I could afford them, you know, and then I would smoke the ten that I could yep. afford, and then they were gone. And it was just making me just insane. And I was like, fuck it. I'm done. I fuck it. I'm sick of fucking not being able to afford this. Because again, like I said before, we started speaking, yeah. I was super poor. Really expensive now as well. I was asking my stream how much cigarettes cost now. And they're insane. Yeah. In I think I bought one for a friend of mine. It's like $16.50 here for a pack. It's mad. Like yeah. I used to and, pay and nine cities, bucks like, and that was insane. New York or London or whatever. Yeah. It's super expensive. Fuck man. You go to the airport. It's 21 bucks. So you can get your fix. Like fuck. It's crazy. That. I'm really glad that I don't smoke anymore for that reason alone. And it was purely because I was poor though. I wouldn't have done it otherwise. Yeah. Um, like, I mean, I was done. I was super <clears> done. I had tried to give up so many times before that, but you have, you know, you, you, you can't do it unless you really, yeah. 110% really want to do it. People ask me like how to how to do it. I'm like don't even try. You just have to fucking unless do you it. Really fucking totally really 100 and you have to do sit down for 20 minutes and soul search. Yeah. Because you yeah. Won't, you will fucking come up with some shit. You'll figure you know, out a reason and then you get to fight yourself and you have to be the voice yeah. of reason and yeah like the no habit one wants is to fight. hard as well because yeah. you, you almost have to I, I would walk a certain way to the to the train station. Yeah, so you're gonna walk the other I fucking way. Past that fucking post box, that was when I would light up a cigarette, and then yep. when I would walk, I had to fucking reconfigure all that weird aspect. things. Yeah. Well, that was it's it, just honestly a weird habit. Like a year and a half ago, like right before pot was legalized, like I was relying on it super heavily for my anxiety, and we were we were smoking it inside and blowing it out the window. But like when we moved here, we were like, no, <laughs> like never again. Um, and at the same time, I was like, this is good because we will now smoke 90% less because we have to go outside for it. Like, right. and I've attached that physical, like I have to go outside for it. We go to a spot, we sit down, smoke a joint, yeah. like whether it's like the morning coffee to hang out or at night to like unwind or whatever, but it's not fucking, it's not like every 20 minutes now. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Remember yeah, when no, I think like little things like okay. that help. Right. They do. Well, yeah, like this is that's what I mean, you know, like when I train myself like that. Like I I can like you said earlier. There's proof as well that you can like Pavlovian is, and train your is, brain. Yeah, it is. And that's exactly how you're supposed to get over these things, but it's just so fucking annoyingly difficult to do. Yeah. It's so we're so habitual as creatures. I am. I'm I, I'm O C D. I'm I'm mm. literally like clinic I'm I am I have a Clinical. certificate that's like you have OCD. I, have yeah, certificate. I got the diploma no, I'm like on the wall. Fourteen year olds on Twitter that's like I'm super depressed and who told you that? No one. That's go come back with a certificate um, of achievement <laughs> here. You know everyone's got everything now. Yeah. I'm like no. Well, I because I went when I I was told previously that like I I went into a, a therapist and was like this is what's wrong with me and he was yeah. like cross 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 he's like no. Nah. None of that. 
You know, I was like, oh, that's what I diagnosed myself with online. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, no, no, it's this, isn't this? You know, and really it all comes to this. And I was like, oh, well, that's it's, not as exciting as that one. It's crazy how they can do that too. And that, I was going to ask you that earlier, if that's why you're so introspective or like reflective on other people's traumas and like, why haven't you faced it? Because like, you've been able to face yours perfectly, like not perfectly fine, but like you faced yours and you're still here. Right. It's all I think about every day. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, like I'm on the surface, I'm just fucking around playing Minecraft. Yeah. yeah. Or, or whatever. But really, I, I have been in my own head since I was like 15. Yeah. At some I, point I woke up I know and was mean. like, this is all I think about. But um, <clears throat> I think, um, I don't know why. I don't know. I just, I, I guess I think about it a lot. Mm. And I look at other people and I go, oh, you're just, you're just doing that thing that I used to do when I right. was annoying. <laughs> well, I get it, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I break everything down, right? So yeah. um like when you were talking about earlier, like breaking everything down, like, oh, we're all matter. Like, well, yeah, of course it makes sense. Like if you break it down, it's nothing matters. Okay, so we're all matter. Oh yeah. Like I break yeah, it's hard to do that. Literally everything down though. It's a it's a you know, I'm sitting there playing oxygen not included, and I'm like, yeah, this game like tickles something. Like it it, it scratches an itch for me, right? And then I'm like chatting and sitting there in the back of my mind i'm like what itch is that scratching like what yeah you know my my fucking yeah. brain never shuts the fuck up dude like no yeah that was like you said when you said to me the other day you're like can you believe that some people don't have that <laughs> the, the thing where your brain is like a thousand tv yeah. banks yeah going yeah. off or just this noise or i, in, I can't believe intrusive that. thoughts and stuff some people yeah. just get up and go to work <laughs> and that's it yeah. It's not a traumatic experience. <laughs> it's not the hardest thing they've ever had to do is to get up and go to work another day and not just <laughs> flip themselves in front of a train or oh, not just man. listen to the fucking yeah. thing in their head that's just bah, 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 going Constantly, on. Constantly, man. Yeah, it's really weird. Well, you that's know, the thing we were talking about before the, the thing as well, where I, I've harnessed that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've harnessed that. Oh, that's what you meant when you said you harnessed it. What? How? I'm not cured <laughs> of anything. <laughs> but you've channeled um, it. But I've twisted them. So instead of being addicted to uh, cocaine, I'm now addicted to working hard. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's still the and same. And Minecraft. It's, yeah, it's still it's the just same me thing. blocking out the noise <laughs> desperately by going, yeah. oh, I'll just do this one last thing. I'm just going to sit on my computer and bury yeah. myself into this thing. It's productive and it makes it seem like I'm just like really motivated and productive, but I'm extremely not. It, I'm very lazy. Yeah. I, I, but I just need to be doing something because if I sit still, the fucking noise is yeah, going. And then just nonstop. I, I, I do that thing where I think about stuff, but if I think on it too much, I start to just fucking spiral out. Everything yeah. opens up, everything yep. becomes Same. too big, and I become very overwhelmed. I don't like sitting by myself. I can't spend time by myself for very long. Um, it's very uncomfortable for me and not in a healthy way. I think that's um, why a lot of people don't meditate, honestly, is because like... I'm terrible at it. It's like 10 minutes. Well, okay, like... It's so hard to be bad at, though, because it's literally the practice of doing nothing. Like, it's not... It's That's what I was saying earlier. You know, it's not like the spirituality. Like, you don't have to open your fucking chakras. It's, like, just... It, it's just sitting down for 10 minutes, you know? Yeah. Because um, a lot of people are like, oh, you have to keep a clear mind. Like, yeah, I mean, if you're fucking it's God, I guess. If you're literally amazing and you don't have that disorder of your fucking brain chirping every second. Yeah. But I get you. Me, though, I, I used to talk like, to people if, about that. Um... Imagine if that clown from it was real. Yeah. 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 And he's just been chasing you your entire life. 
And the when he is able to get near you is when you're not doing something. When you, when you sit down is when he strikes. You're not concentrating on keeping him away. Yeah. He can move closer to you. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And he can get you. And then you're saying to me now, sit still for 10 minutes. I'm like, but he gets all the way up to the back of my neck in one. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. are, you, are you mad? No, that's, I'm not going to let it eat me. That's what I do, man. That's, I, yeah. it's, it's weird because I used to say that when I first started streaming. I don't know if we, were, we would talk about meditation. I have no fucking idea. It was like eight years ago. But I would say the sure. same thing. Like people are afraid, I think, to spend time with themselves to yeah, they are. truly... Like baths freak me the fuck out for that reason, man. I have to meditate in the bath, or I I have to get out after ten minutes because it's just too much. And then I'm like, oh well, what? It, like my brain goes to medical anxiety, and then it's like, well, what if the hot water does it? Blah blah blah. And then I'm like, no, I'm out. I'm good. That was a great bath. Five minutes. Oh yeah, I feel refreshed. Like yeah, I can sit in the shower. No, you I, you do. You have to train yourself out of that. And I'm yeah. and that's why I'm saying I'm not cured at all. I don't. I am. I have a very unhealthy brain. I am aware of loads of it. And I think I'm okay at giving advice in specific areas. Yeah. I can be like, oh, this is what you have to do. And I can tell someone and like, you've turn been around and just fucking do the opposite. You fucking break it down for them. And you're like, this is what I would do yeah. in your position because I'm under that same stress. Also, I've just, I know what works. You yeah. know, I, yeah. I have seen many people from many walks of life go through things and come out the other end. And I've got friends who are dead, you yeah. know, who have yeah. killed themselves or have died from drugs and things. And I can go, well... That's what happened there for them. That's what happened there for them. This is what worked for me. This is their personality and what they think and how they yeah. believe. So that probably would work there for them. And that I can see it all pretty well. Um, and I think about it a lot and I research a lot of this stuff and I look into it. And like I watch a lot of stuff like Jim Carrey talk, chatting shit about stuff, Russell Brand saying yeah. whatever yeah. happened to him. Um, all these people and all these, you know, Denzel Washington's one. He's good for this shit too. Yeah. But... And then I, but I will turn around and just do the opposite. I'll be like, no, no, you don't want to take heroin, dude. That's gonna, that, that will kill you. And I turn around and I'm just like, oh, tap, tap, let's, <laughs> let's go, go. Yeah. Pass me the tourniquet. Um, I, yeah. I get it. Like, like we said, it's hard to look at yourself, right? It's really hard to look in that. Well, I, I haven't, I've really not done any work on myself past, I think I did, I did a few good years of, of work on my own brain just mm -hmm. to cope when i was about 19 i went through my first stint of therapy and then i just fucking left it yeah for years didn't Fuck. do shit i thought about it every day but didn't do nothing i've, I've still didn't never put into practice any of those tools to therapy i fucking it's like it's like i really want to um i made the call i think twice and then they were like well you know we'll we'll have a meeting in three months to see if we're like a good fit and i was like oh fuck me man yeah, I mean, no that's crazy fuck. That like I, i'm dying now woman like yeah. i don't even know if three months is away and you, so i'm you still like, gotta get over that often the motivation to to make that call is because that day is the worst day it's yeah and, and, and you're and like you do okay. that kind of like mad grab for yeah. security anything and yeah no yeah. I, I totally get that it's weird. Um, I was forced into therapy when I was 19. And I was just told to go, marched into an office with a dude. Right. Um, he just fucking sat me down and was just went through loads of shit. And I did it for about six months. Um, the first stint. I had another smaller stint a year later. Um, or, or a similar size. It was another six months or so with another guy. Um, but like, it was weird. They didn't, they didn't do a lot of the... Was CBT, which is the um, yep. cognitive behavioral therapy, the standard 
how does this make you feel type stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and it didn't, it's weird. It doesn't give you, it's not like a cure. I think a lot of people go in there like, oh, I'm going to, you're a doctor, inject me with the cure. Right. They just teach you a lot of tools on how to go away and, uh, and understand what's happening and then begin to work on yourself. I feel like what they do is they, you're like going to a woodwork class and they teach you how to use a chisel. Yeah. Yeah. And then you go away. If you don't actually start working on a log of wood, then, then it's not going to do anything. You, you have the skills, but you don't actually do it. You have to actually go away and do the work. Um, I feel like it's more like that with therapy. Although that being said, I did do EMDR therapy recently. That's the, is, the, the, the PTSD one? Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. And it's really weird. I want to try <laughs> that after you talked about it. Because like... Yeah, it's fucking weird. They sit you down. There's, there's a couple of different things you can do. And you... You, they it, it sounds like hypnosis or whatever yeah. where they, they have a light that goes I had a light bar the first little while I did it but then it, I wasn't um, comfortable with it because mm. on the left hand side of the light bar was my therapist's face looking <laughs> at me so I'd watch it and I'd just, I'd just tune into that every time I would like follow the light and then uh, eventually I started using these, um, these things I held them in my hands and they would vibrate like boom 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 okay. they go left and right left and right left and right it's stimulating your left and right side of your brain you, you and then they they talk you through um traumatic memories basically yeah um, and it, and it what it does is it processes and filters the memory diffuses the memory um through the left hand side left and right sides of your brain i guess some woman invented it when she was walking along she was like walking along thinking of shitty things and she was watching her left and right foot hit the ground yeah. i think is what happened and she was like i wonder because this was most psychologists do they just Probably go out on an idea and start yeah. testing and uh then they started testing on people who had been to um war zones and stuff and apparently it's extremely effective in that case and wow. here's my theory on why i think it's extremely effective on people who have very specific memories if you saw your friend explode yeah. um you remember that memory and you can sit and filter it you start to process it and sift it down like you're sifting sand yeah or gold because yeah. it's one sand specific things. memory that you have to filter yeah yeah and you're very you're very by the way you're very conscious throughout this thing this right. isn't like hypnosis where you're like laying there and you're kind of floaty you have to remain grounded the entire time you sit and you talk about it and if you start to kind of get a little floaty or tired they, you come back they ground you again uh. you're very conscious but you're watching this thing so that you're actively you're like uh, distracting the two sides of your brain. Yeah. No, you're, you're not distracted. You're not supposed to be distracted at all. Oh, okay. You're, you're supposed to be like actively well, aware I'm thinking of... distracted because if I'm watching that light, then my brain would shut the fuck up for a minute. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think it does that. It's, no? It's, you're supposed to be very awake and aware of it. Um, and you, for me, I was holding these things and you just, you just fucking not supposed to disassociate or fucking freak out or, yeah. or wander off or hypnosis is all like in, in gray area of half sleep, isn't it? And yeah. you're, it's not like that at all. No, you have to be very conscious of it. But I think when you're focusing on one memory and they like filter it down through the, uh, through this weird processing thing that they do, EMDR stands for something like I am movement processing yeah, something or other EMDR uh eye movement desensitization and reprocessing yeah that's close yeah that's yeah, yeah, weird right it sounds like hypnosis yeah. um it does <laughs> but it's but it's really it's really not and you shouldn't think of it like it but it's it, the process sounds really similar 
Um, anyway, I think when you're processing one single memory, what it does is it just it allows your brain to not. You're in like a temporal dislocation with PTSD. Yeah. Your, your brain is reacting to something way more than it should. A, a bomb noise. If you hear a car backstart, your brain goes, I'm in the thing. This is yeah. how our body reacts to a, an explosion. This is how we've been taught to react. For me, it was Go. stuff happened when I was a kid. This is how we react to, you know, this other person who's angry. If people mm. are angry around me, I fucking freak out a lot of the time. Um, and it's just you react that way. The way that my body was taught to react to something very normal was is a fight or flight. We're going to die situation. And yeah. my body goes fully into it. And basically, you just process that memory that's reacting and, and holding that dislocation oh, in your brain. Process it out. And then it's gone, and it's it's not a, your memory. PTSD is not is is a thing where you're getting stuck in a moment, and uh, it stops being that moment. It's so that just like you, you just yeah, you instead untied of knot, walking into right. a glass wall, you carry on walking. Um, EMDR is for that. It was not super effective for me because I don't think my um, the element of whatever the fuck is going wrong in my head. Yeah, that the PTSD isn't isn't isolated to like single and very succinct memories for me. It's so like multiple, it's so it's not going to, like you said, it only, to... it only literally works with one thing. In, well, in that I case, think right? so. I don't, I'm not, okay. I'm by no means any expert. Um, I've just, right. I've read accounts and I've heard accounts and it seems to me to be very effective with people who have traumatic experiences that are very isolated or that they can remember very well. Um, Whereas for me, all of my traumas is, is very uh, wishy-washy and my memory is not very yeah. good. I've, I've, I've um, repressed a lot of memories from when I was younger, so it's hard for me to recall them because they've just been deleted from the databank kind of thing, and it's, it's hard for me to bring okay. up those thoughts yeah. and feelings. So you've and stuff, got to kind of open them up. To actively think of them, I'm like, I don't even know if this is real or confabulation at this right. point. Yeah, you know, it's so you long know. ago too. Like, and Really strange. I get that. But it was a it was nice. Bit, I mean, but... I did that in conjunction with a lot of CBT stuff with my most recent. And it was a long. It was like a two year stint of therapy I did recently. Damn. But I mean, you still and, uh, you still like that's still working on yourself. Like when we were because you started this, you said you don't work on yourself that much. But like, no. I mean, I feel like still like being introspective and using those tools because you're literally using those tools every time. Like you've used them a bunch in this yeah. conversation too. Like they yeah. did this because of that. So like that's still. That's still helpful. Well, I have this thing now, which I think might be called an observing eye, which makes me sound like I'm a Final Fantasy boss um, <laughs> using a move or whatever. But when I first, when I went into therapy a few years ago, I think it was like three years ago, I've been, I, I stopped going when I moved house yeah. here because it's too far and it's really annoying because I loved going and seeing that woman. She was great, like Fuck. the perfect therapist for me. It's really hard to find a therapist that you really vibe and mesh with. Yeah, yeah um, I can imagine. I've heard, but I can also imagine too. Yeah, I've been for a few, and I've heard horror stories. I've been quite lucky, apparently. I didn't even realize. I've heard some horror stories too. Yeah, like it, they can find, be traumatizing. Like you just got to find the right person, and it's really difficult to open up to them, and you got to feel comfortable around them. And yeah, um, yeah, no, she she was cool as shit. This this woman that I went to see in, uh, when I lived in Brighton, and uh, that one was uh, I went there just at the result. I just fucking broke down. There was a point a few years ago where I just, everything went wrong. Everything in my life was just so unbelievably overwhelming for me. And I had this experience that I had never had before called uh, um, 
like a disassociative um, experience okay. where I basically I thought I was in the fucking matrix. It was, and this makes me sound crazy, but I had this this moment um, where I just fucking completely disassociated from reality, and I thought I was going into this black hole. Jeez. Um, and uh, yeah, I was just super overwhelmed at the time. I was overworked. I had also never like been the single sole responsible person for everything in life. Um, yeah, yeah. I was now paying all the bills. I was in charge of this stuff, that stuff, and you know, working. I was working like all day. I was like doing stuff. I was doing my own Twitch channel. I was working like two videos for Felix. Yeah, and. And table story on top of that. Yeah. And then my mind just fucking split open and I went fucking crazy. We had some fucking crazy shit going on in my, in my life as well. And like, it was just, it was fucking this pinnacle moment where my brain just felt like it split open. And that's why when you said about um, the thing earlier on, when I said that you have to be the like day that you call the dangling. therapist yeah. is the day that you're the most freaking out yeah. about everything. Um, so then I had this, uh, um, this fucking thing and then I fucking went and saw this therapist or whatever. Um, and before then I would basically, um, and this is regards to like anxiety. I, mm-hmm. I didn't even know I was like an anxious person really, but I would, I would fucking snowball. Some one small thing would happen in the day that would go wrong. Right. And then the worry would begin. And then yeah. the intrusive thoughts would begin. And then the then the catastrophizing, which is when you think everything is gonna end. Yeah. Yeah. Kicks in. And I know that snowball, all too well. You snowball into completely non-functioning human being. Yeah. Yeah. And um and uh now, so then I went to therapy for a long time a lot of work on myself once a week and then i just fucking didn't think about it too much she would she hated me because she'd be like dude go home and think work (laughs) on yourself and i'd be like yeah no i literally do my 45 minutes here and then i fucking leave and don't think about it again until next week because i hate it (laughs) and she was like god damn it um you know again i i can sit there and be like they give you the tools you go home work on it exactly right but i don't do it either but um, I went to uh, I went to this woman and whatever we worked on loads of stuff with myself and slowly but surely she like a fucking like a fucking oyster just peeled open the fucking barnacle and I slowly began to process. I, by the way, I didn't talk about this stuff ever. This yeah. conversation we're having now I online <laughs> is not something I have even Jeez. explored to having conversation well, with people. You like in, you allude to all. it a little bit. But I'm I'm proud of you for like talking about it. I, I hope that doesn't sound uh, patronizing. But no, because um, you allude to it a lot. Like even on your stream too. Like you you yeah, talk about it a little it's bit. Weird. Yeah, it's. I think what's weird for me is that I um uh I don't I think about it loads, mm-hmm. but I don't think I think of it more like I'm sick. Um, and if I'm doing my my job, if I'm on Twitch, I'm just chatting shit, blah 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 blah, yeah, playing Minecraft, yeah. blah, 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 blah. If I've got a cold, I might mention the cold. Be, oh man, I got a cold. But I'm not gonna sit there and be like, this is my whole personality in life. Yeah, right? yeah. And I used to have this strict mentality that I wouldn't. I like to earn things myself, and I'm, if I say, if I go onto a stream and go, man, this is all the things wrong with me. This is my childhood. This is my life up to this point. Everything has been so difficult. 
and I just feel like I've been on this rocky road and I've climbed up this mountain forever and it's been so difficult to get here. I now don't know if you like me because you pity me for that or whether you like me because I made a funny joke that I earned with, you know, like I paid the iron price for it. They called it (laughs) Game of Thrones. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I used to be really crazy about it. I'm way less crazy about it now. And um, that's good. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I guess so. I don't but know. I, I, I know I what you I mean. I care less like now, I feel, I, I'm I, always worried that people would mm, tr- treat me differently. I didn't want to be treated mm. differently. I don't need to rely on it. A lot of people monetize this shit mm. because they don't, they're not funny or they don't have a personality <laughs> beyond it. And I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> get a skill I know, I get as well. What, I, I know get you a mean, skill as yeah, well. I wish I could thing. monetize my fucking depression. I think I've tweeted yeah, that. You, like, you can, it, but bothers the fuck out of me yeah no i don't i i like to feel like i've paid the iron price for everything that i've earned i feel like i'm 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 proud of the fact that i've managed to do all these things on top of it um but i also just i don't need it it's not something i like talking about all day right it's not something i really consider to be a huge part of my personality but it really is all my personality is even being in therapy the last few years i'm like oh my personality is literally nothing more than compounded self-defense mechanisms and reaction <laughs> reaction reaction around yeah. this fucking child yeah at the middle of it right who doesn't know how to do anything i can't process emotions i don't know how to live everything is scary and then there's just these defense mechanisms that have made me yeah. into this thing that i am um i feel dude i had that like i know what you mean about not wanting to bring it up but not for the same reason because like i I mean, I've had like this medical shit for fucking ever. Right. And then that mm. only exacerbates the anxiety. So then I'm like sitting here at the end of some weeks, like, fuck, I literally only talked about this <laughs> for a week straight. Right. So it's really hard yeah. to like, it's hard to get it yourself out of that. Cause I don't want to, I don't want that to be like my defining thing. You know, I don't want it to be like, oh, hey, there's Jay, the anxiety boy. Like, but at the I same remember, time, I'm at the fucking behest of it. When I was younger, I watched so much TV with comedy things because yeah. I've just always been a fan of comedy and just laughing and stuff. I don't know why. I think it's that weird comedy. Like, I always wanted to be a stand-up comedian and they're all depressed and fucked, aren't they? They're all fucked up for some reason. That's how you get there. I don't know what that is, that's, but that's it, there. Something. It's the iron price um, for being a comedian. One of the things that I watched when I was younger revealed to me that Stephen Fry was a hardcore depressive and he had tried to kill himself at one point. Mm. And then from then on, whenever I watched something with him in, all I could see was this label over his head that he was a, a depressed right. person, that he had depression. And that always came to me first. And I had never thought like that about anything else because I'm white and I'm straight and I'm a dude. Right? <laughs> so I didn't ever have... I, not many people up to that point have been labeling me with something right. before I had done something. But I was like, oh, if I... If I tell people, and I'm very open about this thing, because I didn't really even discover what was wrong with me mentally until I was in my late teens. And you're, mm. when you're a teenager, you're, you're all labels, and you're all, everything is scary, and you, you got, you're playing a game yeah, you need all the time. Labels. So like, i got to yeah. wear those jeans, or yeah. I'm, then I've got to, it, it's scary. Um, but I was very aware of that moment changing, and that, that my opinion on him didn't necessarily change, but was, the first thing that came to my mind wasn't, his name is Stephen Fry. He's a man, he's white, he's old or whatever. I would just go, depression. And then all the other things would follow. And I was like, I don't want people to think like that with me. I get it. That was a child version of me. 
And that became a thing in my head that I've since lost, you know, but that, that was the, that was one of the initial reasons I started to make sure that I never spoke to anyone it's until like, I felt like they understood me on that level first. Like if I spoke to you well, the first right. time I spoke to you, I wouldn't have opened up with, Hey, I'm, I have anxiety. But when I found out that you were an anxious boy and I was an anxious boy, yeah, I then, was like, Oh, I can talk about this yeah, with you because you get it. Yeah. I didn't want it to be the case for everyone. Right. And so I never spoke about it much. That actually, um, I totally fucking off topic sincerely totally off topic uh that reminds me of how we first started talking to each other where we thought it's we didn't weird, like each what other weird story that's the weirdest possible story. we okay i have to remember this now and elaborate for the podcast um yeah because like i followed you on twitter but you didn't follow me but you thought you followed me I think, I yep. think it was, yeah. And then you were like, you were like, oh man, like I, this guy never fucking tweets. And then I think I, yeah. Cause I wanted to get a hold of you finally, like two months after I had, I had followed you. And I was like, yo, this guy, like, I can't follow him. He's got, or I can't DM him. Like we fucking, we've talked, you know, like we, he's got to hate me. Yeah. He's got to yeah. hate me. And then it just, you were just fucking shit at Twitter. <laughs> I just don't we, fucking do any of that shit. Well, yeah, I? like so you, we just, you were like, oh, I thought I followed you. That's why we've never DM'd. Yeah. That's why we've never been able to interact because you had the fucking PewDiePie army in your mentions every day, too. That was. Yeah, I, Twitter is dead to me. So it was dead to me. It's coming back to life slowly after, um, after not working for Felix for two yeah. months. I've just, I've noticed that there's one, one per day, one less PewDiePie related complaint, which is what ruined my mentions for. Right, time. yeah. Even when you didn't edit the videos, you would get the blame, and it's still like oh, every yeah. single day Constant. people are in so your stupid. in your Twitter. It's yeah, just so uh, inaccessible, and he doesn't have a HR department or a complaints yeah. department. So where would you go for? Oh, yeah, one of the editors that has far less. Yeah, like some people. guy reached out to me to try it. Yeah. He, he wanted to start a charity, and I was like, "Dude, yeah. I'm not the guy." Shut it's up. Infection. It reaches everyone oh, around man. you. Oh. for everyone. Um. Just to, uh, just because I feel like I was on a point that I wanted to make about yeah, yeah. Um, my, my thing here, the, the, the observing eye thing I was saying. Yes, please, the, actually. The, the, I went in there and was snowballing, anxiety-wise. Yep. Back, three tangents back, I know. Um, just to bring this back to me, okay, Jamie? <laughs> no, want, no, I'm, no, I'm intrigued. I think this is an important point that I wanted to make. Because yeah. some, sometimes I think someone might be listening who's like, about how are you cured? How did he say that you're like this, but you're saying you're not? Um, I, I was sort of taught um, what was going on with me when I was having these absurd reactions. Right. Um, the so fight or flight. The, yeah, and like the anxiety, like panic attacks and freaking out or yeah. you, an, an emotional, because I'm not an emotional person, but I'm actually an extremely emotional person wrapped in self-defense defensive yeah. mechanisms and shit like that um and uh i went in there with this thing the thing that um that is wrong with me isn't a isn't really a disorder there's a thing called derealization disorder or i don't think it is a disorder it's more of a symptom okay but it is a disorder in itself and that just basically means that you sometimes you don't some people have depersonalization which is where you stop existing yeah, and you you yeah. just live in the world when you know you don't exist anymore. I have the opposite. It's an inverted thing called derealization, where around me the world starts to fucking 
matrix up and I start to fucking it's it sounds like the, it's the most insane sounding thing ever. Yeah, um, I, I get stuff it. Just doesn't seem real, and it's a disassociative thing, and it's okay. my brain protecting me. Um, and it's it's just going fucking bring it's like a shutting off basically fucking pain of. Uh, so you're like you you like take the back seat then. From, yeah. yeah okay okay so it's all about um it's all about this uh this state that you're in there's there's certain states um god there's a window of tolerance of what i can handle yeah and when i go outside of that window of tolerance you either go up and it's cool going like you go hot and that's when you start to panic and you have panic attacks and you start to go into that fight or flight freak out Right. You start to fucking overthink everything and everything is fucking crazy. Or you can go cold, which is the opposite thing. You drop out of that window of tolerance. Something has gone wrong. You can't deal with it anymore. And you, uh, you, you go downwards on this window of tolerance scale thing. Oh. I can't remember exactly what it's called. And uh, that's when you start to feel very numb. Do you ever get tired? Yeah. And you feel a little away from everyone or you're a little disconnected with maybe what's going on around you some people have described it as having like a very thick pane of glass or like you're like you've suddenly got like a, a like motorcycle glossy. helmet on yeah it's still the wear and you're still talking and stuff but you just have you just have this weird disconnect with everyone around you and this isn't a full derealization thing this is just a is it like similar ish to vertigo because like i had vertigo recently for like an ear infection and that's like the only relating thing maybe I think of. like for just, me eh. sometimes i get that feeling like it's called a dolly zoom in film and it's when the the center focus person is there but the like background zooms away from them or, like, oh you shit zoom in on yeah them. It, i used to get that as a kid a lot yeah i used Spielberg to get gets that a lot as a kid like objects yeah, i get that a little that kind of a feeling um but anyway, it's you trying to cope with your brain is going, yeah. stop taking in information, I think. And it just goes, shuts you down. And you, I, I start to fucking, I can be in that state for days, <laughs> not even wow. realize, you know, I'm Fuck. like, I'm like, I'm slightly disconnected from everything going on. I'm not just not firing on. You all don't realize just until not. you reconnect and you're yeah, like, and you have oh. to, I've, I've learned things like grounding <clears throat> techniques. Um, I spoke to a friend of mine recently who their grounding technique that they were taught that doesn't work for me because i've tried is that you name things in the room and what color they are and you say it out loud yeah so i go i'm wearing a green hoodie that wall is cream colored that is a wooden panel to bring yourself back into it okay and you bring yourself back into reality for me i need to i get physical things um sorry podcast listeners but here's a good example right i'm freaking out i got a crisp packet yeah Right, and I listen to it, and I feel it. Okay, um, and uh, I listen to it very close to my ear, and or I'll, and I'll feel the crinkle of the packet, and it grounds you and brings me back into that window of tolerance, brings me away from wow. that fucking floating away thing. And if I follow that rabbit hole too far, I'll go fully into that derealization thing, yeah. where I just I exist, but nothing around me does. I'm looking at my hands and I'm like, is that real kind of? And I'm like, yeah, but then I see stuff around me and I'm like, everything around me is fake. Wow. And it's not like a conscious feeling. It's not like I'm like, man, I'm in the Matrix. Got to figure out a way out of the Truman Show. What do I do? Yeah. It's just a very strange feeling. And then that if I follow it even further, I start to enter this fucking terrifying mental black hole where I feel kind of like I'm going crazy. It's like a full Well, yeah, because then you can see it, right? Then you're then you're looking into the void and you're it, like, well, fuck, I'm It feels I'm being... like my mind is just being torn away wow. from and just entering some fucking astral fucking void. I don't know. And and I've actually only experienced that once. Um mm. and it was and I can say this having seen 
so many horrifying things in my life. That was the most terrifying thing that might have wow. ever happened to me, I think. Um, I've, I am a child of PTSD, which means I've seen some horrifying things. Jeez, man. And, uh, and I think that was probably one of the most terrifying experiences for me because it just it felt like I was going mad. Anyway, turns out you don't go mad like that in real life anyway. So that's a comfort um, <laughs> for, for people out there that might be listening. But that you don't go mad like they do in Hollywood. Yeah. Um, that's not how it, you don't just go insane and you're the Joker. Um, but uh, anyway, I, I, I did all this therapy and I was slowly just taught every, everything that was happening to me. Why? Why I was exiting that window of tolerance and feeling that way. What was happening to me on a physical level, on a mental level? What was, what was causing these, you know, sometimes it was a trigger. Sometimes it's not. Um, I'm not really in the, the trigger crew, um, but sometimes it was, sometimes it wasn't. And eventually you get this thing, which I was, she always referred it to me, I think, as an observing eye, or it's like a third yeah. eye almost. And what would happen is I would go, bad thing happens. Let's say it was a trigger situation where I go, oh, and I start, and I exit that window of tolerance, whether I go high and I'm freaking out or whether I go low and I'm mm. just d- disconnecting. I would go, why is that happening? Because of this. Now, previously, and this is where we get divergent. Previously, I would go, oh, I'm freaking out. And I just keep fucking going yeah, until yeah. I fucking hit that black hole or whatever. Now I go, why is that happening? Because of this. And what it does is it stops that snowball. I'm still, I'm still having the panic attack. Right. I'm still completely derealizing. Right. I'm still freaking out. But I, it never hits that fucking wild rocket fueled thing anymore. Because you, because I know seen what's it, going on. So you know what's happening and you can stop. It's not that I can control it. It's more just that because I don't feel, I know I'm not going mad now. Yeah. I yeah. know that what's happening is just me freaking out about some stupid thing because I can't control or process this thought or this situation or the emotion that's coming up in me to deal with yeah. it. Whereas before I just went, why do I feel so insane? Why am I so hot and sweaty? Why am I breathing? I'm going to die. I'm going to yeah. die. I'm going to yeah. die. I go, no, I'm not dying. I'm fine. And even though I'm still fucking <gasps> freaking out, <laughs> yeah, it just doesn't take it to that next level of... Uh, Madness. Doesn't you don't VO go down the spiral? The thing. <laughs> yeah, VO, VO suffering is the thing. <laughs> um, so, being aware of precisely what is causing the things, mm-hmm. spending so long working on why I, it's happening to me, kind of hard to talk about this stuff without using specific memories that no, are just I, mine. But, but there's, I mean, like you can, there's enough vague yeah. understanding you can have. Yeah, having that um, understanding of what's causing these things. And then also just the almost this almost science behind it with that window of tolerance thing and just whatever it is. Like I now know that I'm not going mad. It's just the realization, which is a perfectly natural and normal yeah. thing. And that was the worry before abnormal. was like, oh my fucking God, I'm going to go crazy. I'm, like, going I'm crazy. losing my, my mind. mind. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm, do I have like, fucking dying. Alzheimer's or MS? Yeah. That, because I don't hit that, it's almost like I like um, the rocket still lifts off, but I can send it to fucking Mars, or it can just come and land again. Yeah, and the rocket still lifts off, and now I just I just don't give it that fuel injection because I understand what's going on psychologically with me. I feel like um, that's that's also like that's the anxiety fueling that too, right? There's yeah, like if you is. didn't have the anxiety, if that didn't, if you just knew right off the fucking bat, because I can relate with that on my medical anxiety, right? Like people are mm. like, "Jay, stop freaking out! You're not dying," and I'm like. I don't know if it's been a stroke. My face is numb, right? And the doctor's yeah. like, well, it wasn't a stroke then. Why is my face numb? Like, yeah. And there's a and, weird thing. I mean, I have that as well, that, that weird kind of medical 
health anxiety, they call it in, in my country. I don't know if it's a different thing for you. Yeah, um, medical anxiety, yeah. Yeah, I have that. Where, but I, I will convince myself I have lung cancer. Yeah. To the point where I will actually go to a doctor and I don't go to them. And if I actually go to one, I'm like, tell me. And then, like, the, the last time I went to a doctor with one of these mad fucking yeah. health anxiety problems, I was like, I'm, I'm, I think I've got something wrong with my lungs. Like, I think there's a lump. You know, I'm dying. I have lung cancer. And he's like, oh, let me listen to you. And he didn't do any blood tests or nothing. He just put a, th- <laughs> uh, uh, what is it called? The thing with the, the ears. The stethoscope. Yeah. The stethoscope to my back, listened to me <laughs> breathe and went, your lungs are fine. It was, I was like, oh, it, you don't even need to test anything? He's like, no. That's how much you don't have it. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, yeah I was like, oh, okay. But like, I was fi- like, there I was three the weeks yeah. leading up to that appointment. I know. You, every yeah. single day I was becoming more and more panicky. And I was just, by the time I went in there, I was an insane person. Yeah. And as soon as he went, you definitely don't. I went, oh, okay, I'm cool. Everything came down. I'm as normal again. Yeah. And I just walked well, out there like whistling, walking home and I'm fine I until that. I make up a new thing that's wrong with me. Right. But they're, but they're they're my face is numb you know what i mean yeah like like i keep yeah you uh, won't let it go i, I fucking i can't um because there's it's the the thing that freaks me out is it crawls. Well, it's not health anxiety if there is something if they find exactly it, they go, oh, yeah you've there, got a there's tooth. literally your, something your tooth is busted and you yeah. didn't realize you've got a little abscess going on and that's, that's what, what i've got to figure it. out right but it's like yeah. with the you know the where my medical anxiety gets caught up is like okay well if it is a tooth abscess and i leave it go for too long then that gets into your fucking bloodstream right so then when i feel yeah, like no, i no, a chest pain or something, or like, I shit you the fuck not. When I took my ear infection medication, there was like a bubble that went down from my ear through my throat to my chest. And then I just started coughing a fuck ton. And so I was like, I'm going to die. But like, I was like, you know, I talked myself down. I was like, whatever, that's nothing. But then the next day, my chest fucking hurts. Like I have like a pain on the right side. And I'm like, okay, well, I think that was actually the probably the time where I was like the least freaked out. I was like, okay, well, yeah. I mean, now I should probably go in. And I just went in there like, no, no, yeah, nothing. It's fine. But then they it's go, it's fine. Are you sure it wasn't a blood clot? I'm like, oh, yeah, no, well, no, no, no I'm not don't sure, do that. motherfucker. It's like yeah. you have to fill in the form like I have health anxiety. Like, yeah, exactly, like right? A normal don't. person where well, you can like, just. There's, there's things like that, like with uh, people with like a uh, BPD, um, borderline personality disorder. You're like yeah. not supposed to tell some people in some cases that they have it because yeah, it throws it out of whack or something. I don't know, right? But right. like, yeah, I feel like that's the exact yeah, same. I, I, well, I watched my like mom get she'll be she'll go to the doctor and they'll be like, oh, it could be a blood clot, and she's like, okay, so what do I do about that? I'm like, that's you that's are. <laughs> I'm convinced if you say it could be. There is a 0.01% chance as a blood clot. For me, that's 100%. That You've diagnosed me. You've diagnosed me. Yeah, exactly. The reaction is so different from my mind to someone else coming in. You're just, you're warning. You're saying, okay, keep an eye on this for this reason. For me, you have to rule it out. Yeah. Um, And if you suspect it, don't tell me. Just fucking wait till I come in next time with a fucking purple leg. (laughs) (laughs) like don't tell because otherwise i'm gonna go away healthy as shit convinced i have a blood clot exactly i'm like oh i'm fucking dying thanks for me with the with that stuff um that might help you is that i found that um the really bad things that people get um that are things like cancer it's like i'm very bad with cancer and heart conditions and things i've been in there before with a, a a bruise in the muscle between your ribs and I've been like, my lung is dead. Jeez. You know, like, and yeah. they're like, oh, yeah. 
Well, because it fucking you... feels like it, right? Like, yeah, and they're like, well, you don't feel it like that in your lung. You don't feel the lump in your lung because there's there's no nerve endings. You're feeling your surface bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Everything is your muscles hurting on your skin and mm-hmm. shit. It's not internal things don't feel like that. Um, you don't know you have a tumor a lot of the time. It doesn't. It's not like you go, oh, I've got this lump like I've got on my arm. Yeah, yeah. It's a thing that you're not very aware of. You can't feel it. It doesn't hurt a lot of the time. Because it's like that. growing so fucking dark, far down. The way right? that you you're find not these things it. out, and the way that the, one of the first things they always ask, and if you notice how many times they say, "Do you have blood in your stool, or have you been pissing blood?" And if you say no, they stop caring (laughs) about what you're saying. Fucking time. They stop giving a shit about what you are saying to them after that point because that—that's the way your body tells you. Huge red flags that I have never experienced with all the things I've convinced myself I have. Um, And uh, that's one way that I talk myself down. Is I go, well, I'm convincing myself I have a lump in my lung because of a feeling i feel on the surface of my chest yeah i'm like going in there going oh my stomach's killing me and they're like your stomach isn't even there dude it's like (laughs) way over there you know if you've got anything wrong with you it's with your diaphragm why are you pointing at things inside your body that you wouldn't feel yeah um and uh yeah they i think when you when you 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 have someone tell you that like the the yeah i have doctors i've i've done this thing where i've (laughs) Convince myself I have stuff several I just times. been specifically like the, yeah, this is your diaphragm or something like. Yeah, I went in with a stomach issue once. The thing is, I do actually have a stomach issue, which is where I get a little funky. When, when they give you, when one is real, confirmed. Well, that's, yeah, that's why I got go, worried well, about a blood clot. To this, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. But, um, no, I think I went in once with uh, something in my, with wrong with my stomach. Yeah. And I like, I just pointed it somewhere else. It was when I was much younger. I pointed it at, at somewhere and they were like, that's not. There's no digestive stuff there. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, okay. Well, then what yeah, is it? Like, okay, I don't remember what it was exactly, yeah. but it was something else. But you know, I, I freak about freak out about this stuff as well. For me, though, a lot of it is because I don't want to go to the hospital. Yeah, um, yeah, and not because I will die necessarily, just, like, dude. For me, I'm ready to fucking go any goddamn second they want me to. Right? It's just yeah. I've got to figure everything out. Right? Again, it's like I feel like it. It falls in the same category a lot of the time, and then I convince myself it doesn't because I'm like, well, Jay, your face is fucking numb, right? But my doctor knows well enough now, like, if she comes in, or if I, co- if I go in and I'm like, hey, well, this, and then she knows if I have a, oh, and this, she's like, yeah, okay, what is it? Like, just, just get it out. Because I just save yeah. them all up, right? And I come in and I'm like, yeah, well, like, also, this happened. Should I be worried yeah, about with that? The, with, the, with the list. I hate that because... I'm th- it takes me a long time to build up the courage to go to a doctor. Same. I don't know um, why, but same. Because I, I have all these things wrong and I have these health anxieties and, and it's just, it's like hypochondria. I know what it is. And mm-hmm. then I go there. Um, when I finally am at the point, breaking point, I go there with a fucking list. A list. Yeah. And they're like, they're obviously you don't have any of these things. And it, it feels, I feel like it belittles the the thing that might be wrong. One of them might be right. But because I go in and go, I got this wrong and this wrong and this wrong and this, yep. wrong, and this wrong. You just feel like an idiot. And you just go I, in I and focus it. on one at a time. They don't, they they don't give it. a fuck about the shit that I'm scared of. Like, I'm real fucking scared of needles in veins. Mm. You can stick a needle in my, like, ass, like a fleshy bit or whatever, and I don't care. Yeah. Like, the places where they draw blood from, the 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 crook of the arm and yep. the back of the hand and that those areas... I can't handle needles there. I can't handle it. It makes me almost pass out every time. It's 
fucking wild. Is it because like you get like worried and you like freak out or? Yeah, it freaks me out. I, it... I don't know why either. There's nothing that that's attached to. I got my freaked past. out of that after I saw Train Spotting. Um, oh really? Yeah, yeah. Because the the lady that does the heroin overdose or whatever, and she dies yeah. from that. That I started getting freaked out of that for a while. But yeah, I don't know what does it to me. I mean, it could be. I've had again. I have a lot of repressed memories. Right. And I'm like, it's in there, right? In <laughs> Somewhere box. in the vault. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, I can't stand it. And I, I've, I've put off surgeries. I've had two surgeries that I've needed. One since I was 14. Jeez, and one man. for about the last six years that I have not had done. They're like minor bullshit surgeries. I just was going to get my boobs done and maybe get a tuck on the <laughs> ass. And um. No, I, I haven't done them. Um, and it's just purely because I'm scared of the needle part. Mm. The, uh, the, the thing where they need to put the thing in the... The, the anesthetic or whatever? Or, oh, yeah. the IV. The IV. IV drip. Yeah. I won't, I won't fucking do it. No shit. And so I'd rather just die. Die. <laughs> Slowly, <laughs> whatever just it is. die. Yeah, just um, take me already. Fuck. It's so weird. So, but, then, but they don't care about that because they do it every fucking day. Yeah. Yeah. So they just go, oh, are you scared of needles? Because, you know... Five out of ten people come in and say they're petrified of needles. And I'm like, no, it's going to kill me. If you put that near me, I will pass out. You know, and they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. Where that bam. And they just <laughs> fucking go for it. And they just like, we just get some blood work done. That's how we'll fix uh, whatever's wrong with you. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, no, we don't need blood work. Tell me with this. Get the stethoscope <laughs> again. Just get the stethoscope. <laughs> First of all, rule out my entire list of stuff without the blood work. And they're like, no, we don't do it that way. We can rule them all out with the blood Have work. Have you pissed really blood? Well. Like they're oh. like and so i'm like just tell me i'm okay because it's in my head just tell me i'm okay because yeah. it's fine yeah, it's really weird Fuck, i'm pathetic man. i'm completely pathetic and i put Dude. forward a version of myself that isn't and i'm just <laughs> a circle. complete mess i'm a complete fucking psychologically i'm a mess um you know i'm terrified of stupid shit like needles and won't go to doctors and stuff i've got ocd mm. i can't fucking stand i can't stand having dirty hair uh, the first thing I've done every day is wash. I wash my hair every day. Every day. I mean, that's that's kind of good if though because it then you shower every day. My life, yeah, that's true. But I mean, it, yeah, it's like one of those things where you can guarantee I'm comp- yeah. like clean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you meet me at least. Well, I mean, it's but, you know, like it's weird because like for depression, the first thing to go is a shower for me. Like that's mm. a, I'll, I'll skip a day if I'm like super depressed. I, I yeah, no, I still somehow drag. You know, when you force yourself, you know, no matter what's going on, yeah. if you were to. You would have like come to my house and just chain me to a, a radiator. First thing like, you do is want to shower. Well, then the next day I'd wake up, chained <laughs> to this thing, and I couldn't shower, and it would make me insane. It makes me insane. Wow! Ins- like I can all my all my shit goes out the window, and I just go fucking crazy, crazy, crazy. Um, it takes everything in me to not. You know, there's obviously been times when I haven't been able to clean myself in the yeah. morning, but obsession, compulsion is what it is like i am obsessively desperately trying wow. to do this compulsive thing and my brain just starts starting over every day For every day my first hour or so is me just making sure i go through a certain checklist of ocd things and i actually used to have like seriously bad ocds with other things that mm-hmm. i've gotten rid of almost all of my ocds but one has stuck with me almost my entire life where i have to uh wow it's it's my hair. I just have to wash my hair. I usually shower my whole self, but yeah. if I don't do that thing, um, thankfully it's my like life goes fucking out the window. It's you not just pull like the Jenga blocks out. Something crazy intrusive, right? Like it, like I said, like it still kind of helps. Like at least you're clean for the day. Thankfully, it's nothing. I've gone lucky with a lot of stuff like that. Mm. No, I've really so yeah, it's not like you, you have to 
do something like outlandish or whatever. Yeah, like, again, I have to go and touch the end of the driveway 17 times specifically. Um, I I get those tendencies, but I don't do them. I I have a thing where I have to touch stuff sometimes. Which is going to get me a me too eventually. Trust me. No, oh I'm kidding. Um, it was a wall, like a wall or something, or the chips. Um, and like, yeah, no, I, 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 <laughs> no, I, I. But those are like ones that I can actively control now. I can, um, I can, I just don't do them. Yeah, I know it's yeah. there, and I'm like, I have to, do, do, and then I don't do it. Mm. And yeah, those are weird. Oh, weird things. How have we so, not spoken about D and D once on this? I know. Podcast? I was, you know, I was, I was just thinking that like five minutes ago, like. We just talked for like an hour and a half. I think me longer. talking about whatever's wrong in my well, head. Well, I mean, it's a good, it's a good solidarity thing too, because we're I was I have medical anxiety. Fuck, man, I got to speak to a, a hypochondriac IRL the other night for huh. the first time in years, and it was um, it was very relieving because <laughs> yeah. he was like, "Are you worried if it?" Yeah, man. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Freak out. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm getting quite good with my health anxiety, but not to the point where it's allowing me to. Uh, get any of the actual things fixed with me like the hospital right. fears and stuff but i am um, i don't know what's happened with it um, you can at least I, make I life easier know. right i've not done any work on that it's just one that has slowly begun to alleviate over the years where i'm starting i think i'm starting to be more realistic with when the things pop up and i yeah. feel it's hot when you feel a thing in your body yeah. it's very natural and normal you just feel like you, you feel like a bubble in your neck that's just super normal it's yeah. rare but it's normal, but because you're aware of it, most people go, "Oh, that was a weird feeling." But right. you have an anxiety brain, and then the worry, and, yeah, the worry is what catches that. The intrusive thought latches onto this very normal feeling, which is a rare feeling that you shouldn't normally have to feel or be aware of. But you're aware of it with anxiety brain, and then you get worried. Like there's yeah. a di- there's a different definition of worry psychologically than there is for normal worry. Like normal right. worry is just yeah. like, oh, I'm worried about this thing. And then there's a psychological but then there's version like of worry. Being a worrier like I am. Like the, well, the like it's not it's not just like psychological worry. <laughs> define. Um probably what I should probably put in there is like a thing where you obsessively worry over something. Yeah. Yeah. Um excessive worry. Um Yeah, I mean that's is, that's what uh, I mean. Like I I'm a worrier like that you know like it's that's the that's the i think you're trying that's to anticipate how potential threats everything yeah you're anticipating these consequences that aren't gonna happen mm-hmm. and you are preempted you're trying to do like a preemptive strike on shit and all that's happened is you just had a weird feeling in your neck yeah yeah but nothing is wrong with you but you go if there is, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna catch that one percent chance. And most people don't. They don't need to. They're fine. They go, oh, it's fine. I'm just whatever. Yeah. But we we don't do that. Yeah. Um. And I, but I think I'm getting better at going. Oh no. Yeah. It's like it. You know. Same. I, I yeah. Know. There's. It's still like, especially recently uh, with that blood clot thing. Like I'm sitting here, you know, and of course I've looked it up. You know, like what is it? Okay. How do you how do you prevent? Right. And then I'll get like a pain in my leg that will start to feel like a Charlie horse, and I'm like. That's four out of four. I'm going. But then, you know, I feel like I have to give it, you know, 20 minutes before I go to the fucking hospital. And I'm like, oh, okay, it's just a regular pain in your yeah. leg. And then my brain's like, well, why is it only the right leg? And I'm like, no, 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 shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> shut up. I've, I've saved no, you off for of today, like, man. It's a horrible one. And I think a lot of these things are like, I don't know what, I don't know about you, but if I get something that's like, obviously, like if I cut my arm open, I'm like, yeah. oh, there's a cut on my arm and that's fine. If I feel like something, I have an internal rupture, 
I'm obsessed with it. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. that's what that is. Because I can't see it. I can't control it. Yeah, you can't look uh, at it and be I, like, I oh, it's okay. monitor it. Um, and blood clots and stuff like that. All these internal things, these secret tumors that are growing in me mm-hmm. and all these things that I can't control. Like, I'm always like, like when I was going crazy with the other thing, mentally, I was like, at the same time, I was like, I have a tumor in my brain. And it's doing the thing where it's pushing on the side of my brain that's making me go crazy. And I'm like perfectly healthy. And, you know, it's not, I have a healthy brain. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I started to do all that kind of stuff. You're trying to find you, reasons and reasons. You and think about all those internal things that you can't control and you can't see. And they're just, they just go, they go mad if you don't yeah. figure out a way to like limit them. But I, I haven't really got any good advice for that one, though. I just have, I think it might, I mean, maybe it's that observing eye thing where I'm able to at least access a logical side of my brain slightly better now than I was before. Yeah, it's mindfulness. just snowball. Right. It's a bit like mindfulness, yeah. Like just be paying attention to your to yourself. Like um, yeah. when I was like before before we start to wrap, just to keep going on about it though, I went I went to I think a Cairo like a week and a half ago, and he's helped me out a lot with this leg thing. He's like, nah, like it's none of this. Don't worry. Like I know you're worried about that. We're gonna do acupuncture, which feels fucking weird. Yeah, you were hanging on about Fuck. the acupuncture, but um, on the on the Uber ride over, I was talking to a guy who uh, he he was. He like asked me, he's like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, I'm going to go get checked up. And he's like, why? And then I just told him real quick. And he's like, what the fuck? Okay. Like, yeah, that's weird. Like, and he starts going on about how um, during Ramadan, um, because he, he was Muslim, he's, he's like, when I fast during Ramadan, um, he made this really interesting point that like, you, you spend the whole day with yourself. You're not mm. putting anything into your fucking body. You're not allowed mm. to put anything into your body. So there's like, 16 hours or 14 hours of just you like literally just you and he said it was really cool like it's a i don't don't know just like i said the way he put it was that you you spend all that time with your body so you learn yourself you you learn what those random pains are you learn when you're actually hungry you learn what everything is because there's nothing else coming into you um yes you get you have to learn to listen to your body right like yeah it's, I always wonder about that because I have um I have an issue with my stomach where um I get really bad stomach aches if I don't put something in it. Mm. I'm supposed to eat a lot. It's it's basically just IBS. Mm. Um, it's like a version of IBS where I'm supposed to eat a lot of little meals and often. Yeah, but I think okay. I'm supposed to often have stuff in there because I think the acidity of my stomach fucks with it, and, it and it starts to fucking. Vio, Vio's got something like similar where she doesn't eat; she just fucking vomits, and it's like I've got to like I've got to put food into her like, every three hours, like or else. Bad stomach pains, like yeah. stabbed kind of feeling. It's like sometimes it can really hurt. Um, so I just, I make sure, and I can feel it coming. Like I can feel like a bubbling in my stomach. I'm like, oh, I better eat just anything. It could be any like really small amount of food. Anything, yeah. matter, like three fucking bits of popcorn, and then something in there. For it to concentrate on, I don't know what it is. If I don't do it, it's annoying. But I always wonder what happens to me if I was fasting. Mm. Like, how do people? And also, if you, I guess, if it's a religious thing, can they? If you're, when when does the religious and the medical thing happen? I know you probably have no idea. I um but find out for me one day when you get back in that cab. What do you, What do you mean? Like, <laughs> well, I couldn't do Ramadan because I would die kill me i think <laughs> there's okay so like there's there are exceptions for like the sick and the weak and the elderly and such oh like, you can do it yeah right. yeah you're like you can pass if you if you want oh, yeah. dude, i would have just pulled that then <laughs> well like he uh, he said it's a you know he i think the oh, way he spoke about it was like for his wife like he said his wife is mm-hmm. very good at it so i could tell he wanted to be good at it as well um yeah. and it was cool it was like he was trying to convince himself like he's like yeah you know you spend time with your body and 
I think yeah. he was trying to suggest it to me to figure out what the fuck is wrong with me. But right. I was like, man, I'm going to go smoke some yeah, weed and be in the don't... clouds. Like, no, I don't want to spend that time stuff. with my body. <laughs> yeah, no, you, I, I couldn't do it either. But it's interesting. It is, uh, it is probably, I mean, it's exposure therapy. Force mm. yourself to fucking do the thing. Mm. Well, what uh, I did for almost all of the things that removed the OCDs from me was just like, get to a safe place where I feel pretty calm and then do the thing. And then look you know, at most it. Most people yeah. are like, it's not like the thing where it's like, oh, you're scared of bombs? Run through that bomb field, you know, minefield or whatever. Yeah. It's more like you have to be in a very controlled and safe environment and then you actively expose yourself. Yeah. Well, it's, the, I mean, like, uh, even for that, like the fear of going near one of those would be too much. So even standing next to one and looking at it is acknowledging and facing the fear in yeah. some way. So That's it's how you still- do. You do years of, therapy before you do a lot of this stuff because you have to um figure out that safe place in your brain for me i couldn't even do the emdr stuff before she was convinced i had a a little safe room a little safe like a good spot to be in yeah mentally um which is the uh same same thing as we were talking about earlier on but the i i have to think of like a uh, state. I have to be in a state yeah, where I'm yeah. fine. I'm grounded. I feel okay, and you know, I feel safe as well. I have to feel safe because part of PTSD is just being terrified, right? Um, and you're being vulnerable at that moment too. So, like, and you, you, when you reground yourself, if you feel like you're accessing a memory and you feel weird, and you, you ground yourself back to that point, and so yeah. you have to be very conscious and very able to access that point. And it's very similar to meditation, which is annoying because I can't do it. <laughs> I'm so bad at it, but I can do that thing where I can I can quickly ground myself to a position sometimes where, yeah. you know, if I'm feeling or thinking about something. I spoke to someone recently um, that we know that I won't name names. <laughs> Peachy Pixel? It's not. Um, you know, it's just I was speaking to someone recently who didn't want to talk about something because they go there and then they just fucking can't deal with it. Right. I've noticed that I can talk about things that I used to do that with as well now. Because I go, if I just take a minute, I go, man, I think about this kind of safe state that I can enter in. So you can, like, you can kind of my prep yourself in. to go yeah. into a, yeah. Just like MS DOS forward slash C safe state. <laughs> and then I go fucking safe mode. And I just like, I access that point and then go to the, uh, yeah, the conversation. I can talk about a lot more things now because of it, because I can go, you know, I, it doesn't freak me out a lot. I'm also, I'm just kind of older as well. I think right, I'm sure it comes with age it is too. Just being older, like and I'm a lot more com- content or, or safe with who I am. So I don't worry about like a lot of the other stuff I was worried about. Like I wouldn't talk about stuff. Yeah. I'm like, eh, you fuck, fuck what you think of me. <laughs> this Excuse me. Most people fucking hate me anyway because they <laughs> don't understand me. And I'm like, well, maybe I should try and understand me. Then maybe this will help. <laughs> I, make, I think oh, I make man. a lot more sense to people when you know my entire roadmap and history. You're like, oh, that's why he's a fucking dick. <laughs> that's where it you know, all that's comes what, from. That's what's happening yeah. here is this, 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 this led to that. And I make a lot more sense. And this is now just think I'm an asshole. The encyclopedia of Brad Wodo. This is we can we can link this every time when they're like, Brad, you're if mean. You, you'd be connect, like, go watch Coffee Time. Yeah. For two fucking I've, hours. I've done a couple of podcasts where I talk about this stuff exclusively <laughs> and then I go to my stream and don't mention it for shit. <laughs> like, most people don't fucking, who are just my core audience, have no fucking idea about this side of me and it's really fun to, to, to not talk about. I don't oh, know why. I, I, I put like seven different versions of myself across different things. 
you know, on Table Story, I'm a one version of myself. On my own stream, I'm one. On my YouTube channel, I'm one. On podcasts, I'm this one. Which one's the real me? Maybe I'm full of shit. Who knows? Um, Who knows? Thank you, dude. Thank you for coming on and giving us the encyclopedia of you. I appreciate it. Um, I feel like I spoke entirely about myself no. and my own woe is me stuff. No, because we, we spoke about everything. Don't worry. It's literally when me and you have these conversations, I, I, I get more of an insight on you as well, but... But like we speak about very specific things. Yeah. That I I was like, oh wait, am I even allowed to mention that? Is that a thing that Jay talks about openly or not? <laughs> so I just I just doubled down on me and now I feel like a fucking narcissist. No, it was it was good. I like I think there's obviously it's weird because we're putting it on the internet, right? But like it's still that's the whole point of this is to still be like open. It's cause there's all that oh so I just punched my cat in the face. There's all that bullshit of like being online and like, like you said, putting the best part of yourself forward. And like, that's what I wanted to do with this, right? We just sit down, we grab a coffee yeah. and we just not do that and just shoot the shit. It was weird because yeah. we were talking for 30 minutes before this and <laughs> that was about much more sensitive stuff, right? So it was like, yeah. it was like, oh, a podcast. Okay, normal, regular <laughs> conversation. Yeah, what are we talking about? Regular. I guess, Flint, please stop this. I guess how terrible we feel. Um, yeah, seriously, thank you, man. Thank you. It's pretty, uh, yeah, I don't mind. Also, I don't feel like um, I understand this stuff very well yet. And mm. to speak about intelligently and eloquently, even if it's about myself, I feel like I need a couple more years before I really start to feel like I'm comfortable talking about this stuff where I'm not just yeah. saying shit that I'm like, that might actually be harmful as well. No, no, you know, I get what like, you mean. I could say when you put it out there, you don't want people to listen to the wrong shit. I think some people can, a lot of people can really relate to feelings of anxiety or maybe even something very specific like the derealization stuff with me right. which i think this might be the only time i've ever spoken about it really openly yeah um because it's made it really makes you sound like a crazy person and i'm like that one is one that not well i mean most if you, people if you would don't, never understand if, if anyone's not trying to fucking judge i doubt i doubt they will right the only people that would judge are the ones that were going to already like, dude, yeah, my chiropractor talked to me about the fourth dimension and i came back to stream like Aliens exist. They fucking yeah, exist. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they exist. No, watch one episode of that uh, alien show. Um, yeah, no, but I just, I also don't want like that. That kid is listening and going, right. "Oh, that's what's happening to me," and I'm just going downloading bullshit information into your brain that <laughs> yeah. that was really either specific to me and won't help, or you know, whatever, or or it's just bullshit information, which is like Brendan Fraser's wife's a bitch and some lie. <laughs> Yeah. Or something. You know, <laughs> like we've wanna, gone and spread this. It's gonna come back here one day. I don't like speaking about this stuff sometimes because I feel like uh you know, I feel like I'm just kind of spreading false information a little bit sometimes as yeah. well. Yeah. So I try I to keep you. it about myself, but um I feel like I'm getting better at learning and understanding this stuff and also being able to just speak about it because it's kinda hard to say this eloquently. It's it's hard I'm to an idiot as well. It's hard I'm to really quantify dumb. it. It's hard to quantify it, I think. Like because then then when you're being that vulnerable, you're trying to like you're trying to get people to understand it. So then you're worried about judgment and then that yeah. might stop you and like hinder what you're saying. And um, I, just, I don't I know have the intelligence of the actual book smarts of the psychology that I'm talking <laughs> about to back me up or really the language. I'm not yeah. very like I'm not that good with words. I don't know why I'm a GM. I'm really not that, you know, creative or linguistically imaginative. There you go. Um, and then, uh, and then, yeah, then I get worried that I'm just going to say something and it's just like, I, uh, my brain hurts. Yeah. And then I'm like, well, I should have just spoken about D and D. 
Thanks. Maybe we'll do D and D. We'll talk about exclusively D and D next time. Next time we're doing it. I'm ending it right there on. We should have talked about D and D. Thank you, Brad. Thanks, man.